0: Thanks for listening to the Home Fix Show podcast brought to you by Heating Equipment Company. All makes and models of residential and commercial furnaces and air conditioners can be serviced or installed by Heating Equipment Company, a Lenox Premier Dealer, 208-459-2212. This is a podcast of the Home Fix Show with
1: Joe Prin.
2: Good morning and welcome to Saturday and live talk radio here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Joe Prin. Welcome to the Home Fix Show. Hey, this is a program you can participate in, especially if you've got questions about fixing up and maintaining your home, things that you need to do, should do, want to do, don't want to do. Maybe somebody's telling you needs to be done, but you're not sure. I'm here to help answer questions about that stuff. All you got to do is grab your phone and punch in 208-336-3700, and we can talk. 208 208- 3363700 I have no guests in the studio with me today. No guests on the phone line from industry experts, so it is you and I and what's going on in your home and in the project list that you have or maybe want to create or something. Maybe you need to know what something's going to cost, what order something should be done in. Maybe you've heard two different opinions and want some clarification or Perhaps you'd need to hire somebody to do this for you and not sure what to tell them to do. So maybe I can help you out. 208-336-3700 is how we get that party started. Um read an article here this week in Qualified Remodeler magazine, and they've uh, given me kind of blanket permission. Well, not kind of. They gave me permission to... Share anything, any time with uh, you, the listener, from this publication. It's one that I doubt many of you, unless you are a remodeling contractor, receive this because it's a it's a pretty dry <laughs> trade magazine most of the time with uh, with products and things aimed at being contractors and remodelers and stuff like that. But they also do provide some some wonderful insight into the mind of consumers and what's going on on a national level that affects all of us, whether we're a builder or not. And um, this article caught my eye. It says, lumber prices cause deep concern and calls for federal action. Mm, That's the first time I've heard that with that. Uh, It says here, I read the following. It says, soaring lumber prices are up over 250%. From April of 2020 through the end of March 2021. Uh, according to the National Association of Home Builders, this has caused the price of an average new single-family home to increase by $35,872. That's probably more than some of you paid for your first home. That's just the increase in lumber cost. For the week ending April 23rd, the price of framing lumber stood at nearly $1,200 per thousand board feet. Last April, the price was roughly $350 per thousand board feet. Further analysis by the NEHB found the increased lumber price translates into an additional $13,000 in market value of an average new multifamily home, or an additional $119 a month to rent a new apartment. Quote, These lumber prices, price hikes, are clearly unsustainable, unquote, says the NAHB chairman Chuck Folk. Policymakers need to examine the lumber supply chain, identify the causes for high prices and supply constraints, and seek immediate remedies that will increase production. For its part, NEHB said it has increased its policy outreach to the White House and Congress as it seeks solutions that will increase lumber production and bring prices lower. NEHB CEO Jerry Howard and senior NEHB staff on April 29th held a virtual meeting with administration officials from the Domestic Policy Council, the National Economic Council, and the Office of the Vice President. The, discover, the discussion covered mill capacity issues, mill worker shortages, and how soaring lumber prices are exacerbating the housing affordability crisis. In Congress, members of the HBA of Greater Kansas City discussed the issue with Senator Jerry Moran, a Republican from Kansas, while Maine builders brought this to the attention of Senator Susan Collins, a Republican in Maine. Um, During a Senate hearing on funding for the U.S. Trade Representative, uh, for the U.S. Trade Representative, the two senators aired concerns about high lumber prices and tariffs on Canadian lumber. Where do the negotiations stand with Canada on soft lumber, Morin asked U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai. She, quote, Softwood lumber will always be in my sights with conversations with Canada, said Kai, who said she will seek to engage our Canadian counterparts in some out-of-the-box thinking on this issue. Hmm. Later in the hearing, Senator Collins voiced her lumber price concerns. I agree with my colleagues on the need for there to be a large negotiation with Canada to renew the softwood lumber agreement. We've seen lumber prices go sky high. We've obviously preferred domestic sources, but when domestic sources can't meet demand, we desperately need a new agreement to be negotiated so that we are not involving, not involved in imposing, countervailing and anti-dumping duties on Canada, Canadian softwood lumber imports. Finish this up here real quick. NAHB calculated $36,000 average home price increases. Uh, Based on the amount of softwood lumber that goes into the average new home was as defined by Home Innovation Research Labs. Included in this is any softwood used in structural framing, including beams, joists, headers, rafters, and trusses, sheathing, flooring, underlayment, interior wall and ceiling, finishing cabinets, doors, windows, roofing, siding, soffit, fascia, exterior features such as garage, porches, decks, railing fences, and landscaping wall. So the softwood products considered include lumber of various dimensions and anything that may be an appearance grade or is pressure treated for outdoor use. So it seems to be that some people are starting to pay a little more attention to this and thinking that there's legislatively something that can be done about lumber prices. I don't know if it's that simple. This is gonna this is an interesting thing. And from what I understand about this, all of the common molds, the, the common past history, the case studies and everything, it's just not the same now. And, uh, so I don't know that the same solutions are going to help it any. Do you think lumber prices are going to come down soon? Do you think that they're inflated unnecessarily, or is this the new thing? Did it just ratchet up to where maybe it's where it should have been to begin with? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Let's go to Bob in Meridian talking about a home inspection. Good morning, Bob. Hey, good morning,
3: Joe. Uh, Thanks for the show. You're welcome, Um, thanks for being there. And um, so we're in the process, uh, we're about a month out from uh, closing on a new home and we've scheduled an inspection, our own inspector. And, um, you know, not necessarily because I have any questions about the builder, but it was just suggested by our agent, um, you know, that it's a, it's a very inexpensive investment for some peace of mind. Right. And um, I'm wondering if you have any ideas on, spe- the specific issues that are most common, mm. um, in in a new home that you know an inspector,
2: yeah, might yeah. To look for. Yeah, it's a very good question, and hopefully the inspector you have has been. Doing some of these because there there are some patterns that show up when we talk with uh Randy Funk, our home inspector that's a sponsor on this show you know he he I, I asked him, do you find the same things over and over again and He says no you know there's there's always seems to be something new, but uh there are there are a few things being a new home uh makes things either somewhat easier or somewhat more difficult, depending how you look at it uh you You would think that the process of building the home and the inspections that take place uh, throughout the process would would catch most of it but we know that that's not true and that's why you're doing this uh there's there there's people running so fast you know they're they've almost caught up to themselves you know they're 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 that behind and that far in advanced and uh, we 've heard of things like uh, drain pipes in crawl spaces coming off of maybe a a powder room bathroom that were never connected into the main trunk line of the uh, the sewer you know waste and drain system we 're finding sections of homes where no insulation ever was put into the attic uh, because one crew came out to install baffles, put up the little strips, do the uh, the caulking and the air infiltration package, and then another crew was supposed to come by and blow in the insulation. Well, they couldn't do it because the painter's already painted or caulked the hatch to the attic shut or something, and they've been told not to, you know, break that open or something. And so it just oh. never got done. Well, the inspector never climbed up there and looked because the lid to the attic was closed off. We're finding, you know, oh. exhaust fans that were never hooked up to the... Um, to the to the roof vents on the outside or dryer vents that are never uh they just run into the wall we heard with that one just the other day where the dryer vent went into the wall but that was it they never took it anywhere further it was just blowing into the stud cavity um that's too bad so it, it could be anything and everything uh you may find hot water comes out of the cold side of the faucet and cold water comes out of the hot side of the faucet you may find a a switch that doesn't do anything you know what does this switch do or or hopefully they're gonna go around and check every single outlet and make sure that it's not only operational but it's grounded properly in that and make sure that hose bibs drain properly so that there's enough slope on them that the when they're shut off the water drains out of them so they don't freeze on you this winter um, I think they should probably run your air conditioner at absolute full blast and make sure there's good airflow coming out of every single vent to make sure a piece of ductwork didn't come loose or one of the the last trades people crawling around knocked something loose and uh, it never got right. reattached. Uh, it could be literally anything and everything. So it, it's not going to be a fit and finish inspection. They're not going to see if all your cabinet doors are aligned nice and neatly and that the drawer slides operate great or the switch plates are on straight up and down and they're not all crooked and stuff or that the the the, the carpet is stretched nice and tight you know they're not going to look for that kind of stuff they're going to be looking mechanically and structurally and All right how big of a house is this 2600 okay so hopefully you've spent somewhere around 350 bucks on an inspection maybe even a little more 375 there you go and uh that guy better give you about two hours of his life just crawling all over inside and out of that house okay okay that's that's a good idea he needs to be dusty and sweaty when he gets done doing that inspection (laughs) you got to know he's been in that crawl space he's been in that attic and everywhere else all right well very good that helps i'm just glad you're doing this um you know and was it hard buying a new house well, I, I tell you, we
3: um, the timing was perfect for us six months ago. Uh, we we found a lot in a little uh, subdivision, and got one of the last two lots, and uh, got a contract price that was pretty decent. One of the concerns that I had, interestingly enough, that you just touched on there, is there's they have an out in their contract that says that. Any significant market price adjustments in lumber they can tack on at the end, right? And um, and our our mortgage guy and our agent are both aware of that. They they kind of discounted that they would have done that. They suspect that a month out we would have already heard about that. Um, and so uh, we're expecting that the the contract price is is really the price. Yeah, you'd know and, about that uh, by
2: now. Okay. Okay. Well, so ho- hopefully when weird. yeah, hopefully when you went under contract with the builder, that builder went under contract with his lumber supplier for material at a cost. Um that that you know, just imagine that on the other side, being a builder and not knowing what your cost of goods sold is going to be. You know, they yeah. They have to know that thing. So they're after reassurances from the lumber yard that you know, two by fours are going to cost this much, and a sheet of OSB is going to be this much because they're telling you what that house will cost. And
3: well, they I, were they were a month late getting the contract in the first place, yeah. and and uh, they explained that that was pretty much the issue. That you know, everybody else was double and triple checking their costs and uh, we could understand that we appreciated that and um, if that's uh, truly the case then we'll really appreciate it when we finally close
2: right right because if you've been following the show you know in past months we were tracking that index which is stabilized a little bit right now so that's why i haven't been bringing up the big numbers but um in the past that index was going up you know two and a half three four percent a week so, over the yeah. course of a month, that could have added, you know, 12%, you know, 10% to the cost of your house. And, you know, all of a sudden, that's, you know, $50,000, $60,000 you didn't expect.
3: <laughs> so A lot of money, it sure is. Yeah,
2: No, not that much. That would be 10%. No, but, uh, yeah, it could be a lot more. So, uh, you probably would have heard by now, since you're only about okay. a month out. I think all that paperwork's probably floating around and in, in baskets on the desks and it's uh it it should it should be done and if not um you might have a good argument for for negotiation or compromise all right okay thanks, thanks Bob. You. yeah thanks for your call all right. good to hear from you what are you working on today you building a new house trying to get one ready to sell got to fix one up you know it's supposed to be up in the uh Mid-90s by about 4 o'clock. Our hottest part of the day is going to be between 4 and 7 p.m. today. So if you've got some things to get done, now's a good time to do it. And if I can help you get through something, give me a call. 208-336-3700. The Home Fix Show with
4: Joe Brin. will be right back on News Talk KBOI.
5: There are certain times when buildings and homes require a flat or low sloping roof. When that happens, Precision single is your contractor for the best in materials and trained, skilled installers to handle the job. Drainage and flashings must be done right to ensure a leak-free space underneath. Insulation and even the fasteners have evolved recently and single-ply membrane roofs will last for many carefree years if the system is designed properly for your situation. Trust the decades of experience the professionals at Precision Single Ply bring to your job. Go work with your budget and do their best to provide you the highest quality products the industry has to offer. If you're needing to repair or upgrade your existing flat or low-sloping roof, give Precision Single Ply a call and schedule your quote. Annual maintenance and inspections are also available, even if someone else installed your roof. Precision Single Ply, 208-939-9979. That's 208-939-9979. Now
2: that you have that woodworking shop all set up and ready to go for spring, let's talk about some great projects to keep you busy. And you know who can help? High desert hardwood. How about building a new picnic table or some custom patio furniture? Perhaps you need a new trellis for a honeysuckle or a clematis. High Desert Hardwood lets you select through the offerings of a huge list of quality hardwoods that will have your project looking good and lasting a very long time. Custom built cutting boards for your new outdoor kitchen, or maybe some swings and toys for the kids in the backyard. Think High Desert Hardwood in Eagle when you need to pick up some lumber. If you want to check it all out before you hop in the truck, take a look at HighDesertHardwood.com to review the current stock list. High Desert Hardwood is open Monday through Saturday. 1758 East State Street on the east end of Eagle or call them at 208-939-9366 that's 208-939-9366 for high desert hardwood
5: Milgard windows for your home are a great choice for remodeling or new construction. Serviced and installed locally by Viewpoint Windows and Doors, Idaho's most respected, largest window supplier, you can rest assured that if you need help, responsive professionals are ready to assist. And talk about an amazing warranty. Accidental glass breakage is included, even if you live on a golf course. Milgard windows are a leader in innovation and window technology. If you haven't taken a close look at what is new in windows lately, make an appointment and come into Viewpoint Windows on State Street in Boise. They would love to show you all that is available for your home. Enjoy looking out your windows once again, knowing you have quality Milgard windows and a quality installation from Viewpoint Windows and Doors working for you. Call 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com. 208-854-1877 or visit ViewpointWindows.com.
2: I'm sure you're good at cleaning many things around your homes. You probably know how to clean your countertops and your carpets, and clean the bathroom as well, maybe even wash windows. But uh, when was the last time you gave your duct to work for your heating and air conditioning system a good cleaning? Um, next time I do that, I'm going to be calling System Clean because I know that they do it right, and I want it done right. System Clean has powerful trucks that pull an incredible amount of air through your system, which equals cleaning power far beyond what other duct cleaners have. You combine that with individual vent and return cleaning and sanitization. Sanitization. And I know that my ducts will be as clean as possible. So if this sounds like something you'd like to get done in your home also because you know there's a lot of nasty things floating around in our home's air, System Clean can help you out. They can also clean and detail the interior of your furnace and button everything up nice and tight and secure when they're all done. So give them a call at 208-884-3300 and schedule your appointment with them. 208-884-3300.
4: This is Home Fix with Joe Prynne. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI.
2: I got a couple interesting email questions during the week from some friends and also listeners and even some listeners that are friends. So I'll share those during the program today in between your phone calls at 208 208- 336-3700, 3700 I used a term in that article from Qualified Remodeler magazine uh, that I read opening up the program on lumber prices, and the term is called board foot or board footage prices on lumber. And unless you're in the lumber business, have been or been around it, you may not know what that means, but that is the great equalizer. Board footage cost is a way to distill down, uh, the price of lumber at all levels from the forest, right? To the racks in the lumber yard. And it is a constant. It is a denominator. So, uh, board footage is what's used when prices are calculated, uh, primarily at the mill and at the wholesale level. Uh, you and I would have to calculate that out if, if uh, you went into your home center and, say, Lowe's had a price just on that whole lumber aisle of, you know, $1,682, you know, per thousand board feet. Well, that probably wouldn't tell you a lot when you're trying to buy a you know, a, a twelve-foot-long two-by-eight. So you'd have to get out your calculator and do the thing. So uh, people in the business, though, they've they've either got this in their head or they can do it very quickly. So when we heard fourteen hundred dollars a board foot in that article, what is a board foot? Uh, it's one that's not dancing. No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, a board foot. I want you to picture this. I want you to visualize this piece of wood that I'm holding in my imaginary hand. What's that mean? Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. You're giving me this zero. I thought you would saying that was zero. There's three fingers. I got three minutes. I can do this. I can do this. Picture this piece of wood. 12 inches by 12 inches by one inch thick. All right, you got that? There's a math test in this for you, Tara. <laughs> 12 inches by 12 inches by one inch thick. That is one board foot. So if we had a piece of wood that was six inches by 12 inches, but it's two inches thick, that's still one board foot. It's twice as thick. It's only half as wide, but it's twice as thick. So the the total contents there, if you had to eat that 12 by 12 by one inch piece of wood, or you had to eat that 6-inch by 12-inch by 2-inch piece of wood, it's the same amount of wood, so it's the same price. Or if it was a, a little block, 6 inches by 6 inches, but 4 inches thick, that's one board foot. So if you think of it that way, in a 6-by-6 six six porch post timber, you know, that holds up your front porch of your house, if it's a 6-by-6, six six, every 4 inches is one board foot. As you go up there. So, how do you make this calculations? It's very, very easy and once you get this in your head you will never forget it again. So let's take a regular 2 by 4 A 2 by 4 8-foot piece of wood. 2 times 4 divided by 12 times 8 foot long. So it's one dimension times the other dimension divided by 12 times the length and footage is 5.33 board feet. So at that $1,400 per thousand board feet, multiply that out, that two by four at wholesale or at mill cost, whatever they're using that $1,400 for, is $7.46. And yes, you can divide this backwards to see what the, the board footage cost is if you know the retail price on something like that. But that's what board footage means. It's just a measurement, it's a tool, it's a denominator so that people can speak the same language all the way through the lumber process. That's all it is. Hope that helped you a little bit. Hey, we're going to be back after the news. I got a lot more to talk about, but I'd really rather hear from you. 208-336-3700. Call in now, and you will be first in line to speak with us here on The Home Fix Show. Good morning to you, and thanks for being
5: with us here on News Talk KBOI. You've been looking out the windows of your home for a while now. Ready for some new window coverings? Time to freshen up the look a bit? Budget Blinds can definitely provide some great ideas and stylish, affordable products. This just might be one of the most enjoyable projects you've ever taken on. Stop by the Boise or Nampa store, or Budget Blinds will bring their showroom to you. They'll bring their collection of blinds, shades, shutters, draperies to your house so you can see what these look like in your home, in your light, with your decor. There's a way to avoid traffic, right? And here's something else you'll appreciate. Budget Blinds adds an exclusive no-questions-asked warranty which covers anything that could happen to the window covering, including damage from children and pets. Call today to set up an appointment at 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds or visit budgetblinds.com Boise to schedule online. That's 208 208- 8, three seven five twelve twelve two zero eight three seven five one two one two 375 for Budget Blinds.
2: Your home is your sanctuary, the one place you can always relax, decompress, and chill out. It's where everything should be perfect, including your air. Heating Equipment Company helps you achieve the perfect air you deserve with reliable, groundbreaking, award-winning Lennox products. Lennox Home Comfort Systems are built to last with the newest technology that keeps your air perfect and helps you feel more relaxed and energized. And Heating Equipment Company is offering up to $1,800 in rebates on a new Lennox system or make no payments for six months when you finance a new Lennox system for as little as $132 a month on systems quoted during the rebate program dates. That's right. We're making it easier than ever to achieve perfect air in your home. To learn more, call Heating Equipment Company at 208-459-2212 today, or visit us online at HeatingEquipmentCompany.com. For great products, big savings, and perfect air, think Heating Equipment Company, your local Linux dealer. Terms and conditions apply. See dealer for details.
1: This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin.
2: Good morning and welcome to The Home Fix Show. Thanks for being with us on your Saturday morning, 8.07 Mountain Time right now. Those of you joining us via a podcast at a date where we are not live on the radio or at a future time here uh if you do have questions you can always send them in to joe at joeprin.com joe at joeprin that's p-r-i-n dot com and i will still answer your questions and i appreciate you listening in whichever format you possibly can uh right now let's uh, set some more business aside but get to jason who's been on hold jason and star good morning jason good morning joe how are you doing well
6: Yes, sir. I have a lot of land in Sand Hollow that I'm trying to build a Barnuminium on uh, to combine a shop approximately 40 by, uh, I think the whole footprint's going to be around 40 by 60, maybe 40 by 72. Okay. What do you know about uh, barnuminiums as far as getting started that I should be looking out for?
2: Well, first, uh, for everybody that's listening, you need to define that term.
6: Roger that. I think I'm going to do a post frame uh, barnuminium, which is a shell attached to shop, complete concrete floor slab, both for the shop and living quarters. And the living quarters will be uh, attached to the same shell in the same building, but off to one side.
2: Right. I've seen this done where uh, people have riding arenas and then they'll have like a uh, an office suite, you know, built into one corner or something. Um, you know, you see this yeah. done with uh, uh, businesses where they will have a, a repair shop or some kind of a, a mild manufacturing facility going on. But then, you know, there is either living quarters or office stuff. Uh, the only thing that I know about it is that, Any place that you occupy as a like a sleeping compartment, like a bedroom or or anything like that, as soon as that type of activity starts happening there, as opposed to maybe just a small kitchenette or something for, you know, a break room coffee pot or a microwave. Anytime that you start living in the building, it falls under residential building codes. For at least, if not uh, more, of the structure, so it's going to require permitting, obviously. Uh, so plans will need to be drawn up, and probably a conversation up front with the uh, the planning and zoning uh, folks there in Sand Hollow. What what are you going to fall into, Canyon County or what?
6: Yes, sir. Uh, Canyon County Caldwell side, I believe.
2: Yeah. Okay. So you're going to have to get with that building department and say, here's. Here's what I want to do. What do I need to know about this? Because plans will have to be drawn. So the, as far as the living compartment goes, it will have to meet residential energy codes with the right R values in the roofs or, and in the walls and all of that. You'll probably end up building you know, a framed wall structure inside the shell of the metal building. The windows will have to meet the current energy codes. Uh, water, sewer, and waste disposal. You're going to probably have to have, what, a well or a septic tank nearby? Yes, both. Yeah, yeah. So, so you'll have to get with Central District Health out there and uh, Southwest Central District Health and and uh, get them to sign off on all that. It, really, you're just building a, a, a home with an attached garage that's just huge. You know, I don't think they really care whether it's a pole building or on a slab or on a crawl space or anything like that.
6: That's how I—that's how I was understanding it, and uh, we got into the permitting yesterday at Canyon County Assessors and all that. Uh, we are in the process of getting all the permits and whatnot. Good. Um, but yeah, no, we're we're looking forward to it. I didn't know if you had anybody in the valley that knew how to build such a building. I know there's a lot of stick builders here, but as far as um, a yeah. large condominium styled home, I know there's a few things you need to know how to do well um, in order to build that. I didn't know if you had any recommendations. No, for... not
2: not on this one, because this is one of those things where um, I, I really believe here, what you're doing is you're doing a, a hybrid kind of combination here between, you know, a traditionally built home and everything that goes with that. You're right. That is one particular skill set, right? And then the other skill set is pole barns. And, you know, it's magical when you watch this stuff and you've never seen it before, how they crawl those trusses, you know, up up the poles and how did they know how to get those all in the right place and, and, and the poles themselves and then, you know, climbing around up there and putting all this metal sheathing on and that insulation and everything. It's, it's a whole different skill set. So what you're really going to need is probably two separate builders that can get along with each other communicate during the process find out when each one of them is going to have to be on site to do their thing take responsibility for what they're doing within the whole thing but you're gonna to have to have a building partnership for this because unless there's somebody that is very well uh, versed in this uh, I think you may be better off with two people working uh, as a team rather than one person that's that's more good more good at at doing one or the other or or you know as good at pole building and says "Oh, well, i can figure out the other part and they probably could but um i i think there's some some blendings of those trades now as far as the plumbers and the electricians and um sheet rockers and stuff you know those guys are going to be able to handle it but i think what it comes down to the the you know the the basic framing and all of that stuff. I think we need to get a good uh, good team going. So I'd spend some quality time and and you know maybe you find one first that you like. Uh, maybe it's the residential builder first, or it's the uh, the pole building builder first, and then you ask them and 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 talk to them about this concept. And they may say, yeah, there's this this friend of mine that he's a, a wonderful home builder, and I wouldn't mind working with him on this project.
6: Yeah, that's uh, kind of what I'm. Running into and thinking that I'm going to have to do, get one for the shell and then one for uh, the interior uh, right. home side of the situation uh, and decide on which plumber I want. Because I know if we end up doing encased concrete with the plumbing for the main and the toilets and everything, right. those are going to have to be spot on um, if they get encased in that concrete slab.
2: And let's let's talk about that a little bit. Um, two things that came up in what you were just saying. One, I would want these people to work together on this thing so that there's not a whole lot of finger pointing. Like, we don't get the shell put up and then tell the residential builder to make this fit in there uh, because he's going, well, you know, they put this and this doesn't work for me or that. So I'd, I'd make sure that they're both involved in the design process with you a little bit before any any construction actually begins have them look over the plans and you know because the residential guy may say well okay as that building's going up if they would put one extra pole right here then i can anchor this to that or something you see what i'm getting at so uh so again even the design work should be a a uh uh, a partnership on that now the other thing that you might consider doing and i and i I'm, i'm witnessing this going on on a piece of property uh right behind my home uh, the homeowners are building a detached structure that's going to be a, uh, a garage for their RV and uh, just an extra garage bay, but they're also putting on a small residential quarters, kind of like a mother-in-law house there. And uh, mm-hmm. they, they would have been able to put just a, a slab out there and do what we're talking about with a footing and a slab and uh, just do traditional framed walls next to the pole building. So they're they're keeping them a little more separate. One's not within the other one. It's actually kind of a bump out on the side of it. But um, they chose to put a basement underneath it. And that got me thinking, even if that was a slab floor that was intended to go in there, maybe there might be a reason for the residential part of your building to actually have a crawl space underneath it. So that plumbing could be more traditional. HVAC could be more traditional. Maybe you go with a, uh, a you know, an, an, a non-vented insulated crawl space. Um, there may be some some advantages to putting the the house part of this over a crawl space and not a slab. Okay. Doesn't cost that Would much I'd... more, and it gives you access to a whole lot of stuff later on.
6: Would that be requiring a, like a wood subfloor in order to get the floor?
2: Oh, yeah yeah you'd have to yep. you'd have to have a crawl space, you know deep enough, you know two three feet deep or whatever it is, and um then yep. you'd have floor joists and a wood floor on there, and all that, yeah, yeah, and it would probably be a step yep. up from the floor of the barn part uh to get up there just in case you know the barn ever gets flooded out or anything and uh there'd be a separate foundation wall going on uh, on this whole thing it yeah it'll make it all kinds of complicated but um, again, that's in the planning stage, and perhaps it comes back to reward you much, much later on because you have access underneath that.
6: Yeah. Yep.
2: Just something to consider.
6: Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I've been cracking my brain about this for like the last month and a half now. So, yeah, that's uh, good information. So,
2: what's going to be neat, though, is if you don't go with ultra high ceilings, you'll be able to kind of flatten off that roof essentially inside the barn insulate it put a bunch of heavy decking up there and you can store all kinds of stuff on top of your house (laughs) yeah that's the kind of the plan kind of like yeah like a loft and then just use the the barn roof is is the roof
6: (laughs) exactly that's kind of what we're going for so yeah
2: it sounds neat sounds neat so uh obviously you're not doing this for resale value
6: Yes. No, this is going to be – we we ran into a lot of these down in Texas. My wife and I kind of really fell in love with them. Mm -hmm. And we are fixing to stay here for a while, uh, as in, like, 20, 30-plus years, hopefully. We have young children. We don't plan on going anywhere. So um, with the efficiencies of this house and with the space and customization inside that we can do to get an open floor plan, to get storage, to get – heating and cooling kind of under control in such a way that is really efficient. Mm-hmm. This is kind of one of those things that we can kind of kill a couple birds with one stone type situation. And, um, no, we're I do.
2: I like, the, well, I, I like the idea. Yeah. I think it's really, really creative and, uh, and a good use. Cause you think I, I can build four walls instead of four walls twice. <laughs> and, you exactly. know, but, yeah. uh, one thing that I'd encourage you to do too is, uh, still make it a home. Uh, still make it a home. So on the, maybe the two walls that form the corner of this, on the corner of this barn, you know, maybe look at doing kind of a couple built-out awnings, uh, you know, some some bumped-out windows. Maybe instead of just the sheet metal on the outside of the barn, bring in some, some masonry, you know, uh, wainscoting, you know, halfway up the wall. Uh, do some landscaping around there. Anyway, make it look like Maybe like somebody kind of shoved a house into the corner of the barn or something rather than just, you know, this industrial box out there with some windows that you know that that one's your bedroom back there.
6: Oh, absolutely, sir. Yes, we're going to have a uh, approximately eight or 10 foot concrete porch with an awning on three sides of the house side. Nice. With a... 14-foot high, 10-foot uh, awning on the end of the barn side uh, by the garage door for tractor storage and stuff. Yeah, this and sounds great. And the people over the front door.
2: Yeah, this sounds great. I think you're going to enjoy doing this. Um, you know, yes, you're going to run into the one thing that everybody does when they try to go down unfamiliar territory, especially in a busy building climate like this, is getting the attention of the builders that are willing to do something that they don't do every day and then also working with a building department that probably doesn't do this thing every day. Um, But then on the plus side, they might enjoy a break from the usual and actually have fun with something like this a little bit more because they get to express some of their creativity and it gives the building inspector something to look at other than that same tract house that he's been looking at for the last 275 inspections over the last month or so. And now he gets to look at something a little different. So I, I think you're going to enjoy this process. It's, it's going to be a little slower than normal and it's going to be different and there's going to be new things pop up or people telling you reasons why you can't do this. So then you just say, well, in what way can we have a wood stove chimney going through the roof of the barn? You know, how can we make, you know, solar hot water work in this thing? We'll, we'll find a way.
6: Yeah, and that's what I'm running into. is I can't even really get anybody to talk to me because they're all not even taking new clients until next year. Oh yeah, I've seen uh, that we'll build
2: from. Build yeah, I'm sorry. I've, I've I've seen that from many builders where they said, you know, hey, get a hold of us now if you want a house built in 2023 because you know we're we're booked out for next year.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm running into the uh, biggest headache right now. Is just talking to somebody who is willing to talk to you for six, eight months out.
2: So one thing that you can do or not do. And uh here's here's psychology from Joe going on. Um this is your 30 to 35 year plan it sounds like. Correct. One more year. Is what percentage yep. of that? You know, is, is it worth it to develop the relationships, slowly go through all the plans, set them aside, look back at them, make any changes? maybe start sourcing some materials getting some stuff warehoused you know who knows what and and taking your time and then just letting it happen when it happens because if you try to force it through there's going to be compromises that are going to be made all along the way that maybe you don't get what you want at the end maybe you get the you know the the C team from the builder rather than the A team and uh you, you start settling for this and settling for that where maybe the best thing to do is just accept the fate that you're going to have to have some patience and if you know that if you say we're not going to be able to you know really get cranking on this thing till spring of 2023 then look at all the time you've got to prepare yeah
6: and i i thought about that but the only issue i'm running into with that is that the way i'm trying to do this is to time it so that i can take a very small loan for the power water and sewer yeah, and then once that is established i'm gonna move out there and be on site and sell my home build this with the equity from my home and star sure and try to stay within budget and hopefully be pay off that loan and then be debt free from my home uh out there which is gonna yeah. be a challenge but that's the that's the end goal we'll sure. see how that no that up. that
2: that that's a plan You you've got a plan you're thinking it through and that's uh that's great i've we've seen you've seen that where people will say okay we're going to sell our house we're going to buy an RV we're going to live mm-hmm. on the property while we build our home in the hills and then once we can move into the house we're going to sell the RV and and yeah. and they do they do but uh you know it i i've just been told it's fun for a month but then after that it gets a little old <laughs>
6: Oh well, I lived in an RV for three years during my apprenticeship as a lineman, and I see it all the time as a lineman. I did it with my daddy, uh, so it, it can be done. It gets old, but it is doable. So, like you said, that one year in an RV—what is that to the thirty years <laughs> to be there?
2: Yeah, talk about patience, huh? Jason, thanks. Uh, good luck with this. Uh, keep us posted and let us know uh, how that's going, or anything that you ran into. We'll be back with more of The Home Fix Show after this. Look forward to hearing from you. 208-336-3700 when we come back. The Home Fix Show
5: with Joe Prin. will be right back on News Talk KBOI. The warmth and visual richness of a finely crafted hardwood floor is a very special element of your house, and the choices you have for wood species, widths, and patterns has never been greater. Integrity Hardwood Floors will provide you with the highest quality installation and the best finish in the hardwood floor industry. Your complete and total satisfaction for every board they install. Every square foot of floor they finish or refinish is all that is acceptable to them. A beautiful hardwood floor is a complete process, and if you invite Carl from Integrity Hardwood Floors to your home you'll understand every step of the way. Integrity Hardwood Floors is a Bona-certified craftsman contractor and are experts with all Bona finishing and cleaning products. Schedule a visit virtually or in person with Carl at Integrity Hardwood Floors. Call 208-724-9445 online at integrityhardwoodfloor.com. 208-724-9445. That's 208-724-9445. Your home is your
2: sanctuary, the one place you can always relax, decompress, and chill out. It's where everything should be perfect, including your air. Heating Equipment Company helps you achieve the perfect air you deserve with reliable, groundbreaking, award-winning Lennox products. Lennox Home Comfort Systems are built to last with the newest technology that keeps your air perfect and helps you feel more relaxed and energized. And Heating Equipment Company is offering up to $1,800 in rebates on a new Lennox system or make no payment for six months when you finance a new Linux system for as little as $132 a month on systems quoted during the rebate program dates. That's right. We're making it easier than ever to achieve perfect air in your home. To learn more, call Heating Equipment Company at 208-459-2212 today, or visit us online at HeatingEquipmentCompany.com. For great products, big savings, and perfect air, think Heating Equipment Company,
5: your local Linux dealer. Terms and conditions apply. See dealer for details. We like the look and feel of our new granite and solid surface countertops, but not many of us know the proper way to take care of them. Sometimes this can result in the need for a repair. When that happens, call the Stone Medics at Cutting Edge Kitchens. The Stone Medics can fix granite and solid surface countertops no matter when they were built or who installed them. The very talented craftspeople at the Stone Medics can fix cracks, chips, stains and scuffs. They can reattach sinks and drill additional holes for your new faucet or accessory. If you're ready for new countertops and want to learn more about granite, large format tile, or other solid surface materials, Cutting Edge Kitchens is here to help. Cutting Edge Kitchens has led with innovation, artistry, and techniques in Idaho for many years. Is your kitchen next? Call Cutting Edge Kitchens and schedule an appointment. Or for repairs, ask for the Stone Medics. Same phone number, 208-344-3404. That's 208 208- 344
0: 3404. This is why. This is why you invested in quality John Deere equipment for your home, your business, your farm, and your landscape company. Parts, service, and support. Isn't it frustrating when you try to find a service center or dealership to take care of your equipment and there's nothing local? Hey, all you want to do is get back to work. Again, This is why you bought John Deere. Sure, it's great equipment built for the long haul, but from time to time it needs to be worked on. With over 80 years of experience supporting John Deere customers with quality parts and service, Campbell Tractor will make sure you get the job done. Their technicians know John Deere inside and out. You took the time to purchase the very best. Now let's get it serviced by the best. Visit CampbellTractor.com today or stop by 2014 North Franklin Boulevard in Napa. Stores also in Homedale, Fruitland, Lens Ferry, Wendell, Ontario, and Burns.
1: Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670
4: KBOI. Now back to Joe Prynne. This is the Home Fix Show on News
2: Talk KBOI. Well, it doesn't happen very often. You probably know that if you listen to the show for any length of time. But right now, we do have an opening on this program for an advertiser here on the Home Fix Show. If, if you have a business and, or you are a business owner and you want to reach people like yourself because, hey, you're listening to the show, right? You're a high-quality, loyal, smart, and respectful audience. And uh, if your business wants to talk to that kind of a quality customer with your message uh, to promote your services or product, well, get in touch with me directly. Um, I take care of that here for this program. Uh, get a hold of me right away. I'll give you the phone number here in just a second. Um, as a HomeFix advertiser, you receive exclusivity to your trade or product category on the show, uh, so you will not be running ads uh, right beside your competitor. Uh, so if you if you are competing with one of the other advertisers on the show right now, I'm sorry, but they uh, they got there before you. But there's plenty of categories that are still open. Just think about that. Um, I'm going to have to get to know you a little bit, and you'll have to get to know me, and I'll get to know your business, and I will do everything I can to help you tailor your messages on the show here for maximum effectiveness Uh, and you can change them as often as you want. Uh, That's something you and I work on. Uh, And you'll be listed on that uh, HomeFix resource directory. So if you want to learn more about this, just just give me a call or text me as soon as you possibly can. We'll get you started here at 208-573-1082. So for those of you, if you've talked to me before and I've told you, uh, you know, right now we're we're sold out and that's usually the case, but uh, right now a unique opportunity exists, uh, 208-573-1082. Or you could send an email to joe at joeprin.com. Obviously, I won't be able to talk to you for about two hours until the show is over, but uh, I will after that. joe at joeprin.com or 208-573-1082. Thanks. Um, I received a note here, uh, an instant message from Scott. He says, please remind people to change their filters. And he's speaking about furnace filters or your air conditioning filters. Uh, Thank you for that, Scott. That is very true. This is the time of year that if you have any restrictions on your filters, if they haven't been changed lately, and lately could even mean Within the last thirty to ninety days, uh, your air conditioning system could be working much harder. In fact, uh, this is kind of fun or funny. I was just talking with uh, the HVAC professional that I use at the uh, church that I work at, and he said, "Oh, I got to pull away." He said, "I've got one of my customers; they got uh, frozen lines." And he said, "They sent me a picture, and he said the uh, the the outside lines going from the uh, the compressor unit uh, into this just it, it looked like a six-inch diameter log of ice just going over there and the whole unit was iced over and everything that's a uh, really dangerous and really damaging and that can happen at the residential level also so yes uh, a lot of times the problem with a air conditioner not working uh, is the fact that the uh, the filters are plugged and it's having to work extremely hard to uh, to move the air through the system also uh, if you want to clean out and spray off the outside air conditioning equipment uh, with water, you can do that uh, just with your thumb over the end of the hose, as Scott suggests here. You can blow out all of the cottonwood fibers or the grass clippings that the mowers uh, thrown up there, the spider webs or everything, anything. That all helps to make it uh, work better, but make sure that you do turn the power off to that unit. There should be a disconnect switch right there uh, that you will flip a a lever or something down or if you can't figure that out at least get into your breaker panel and uh, shut the power off at the breaker to that and uh, rinse it all out and let it sit dry for a while i've even had people take a uh, a leaf blower then and kind of blow out any excess or standing water from the equipment and let that blow out let it dry for a few hours and then go ahead and turn your power back on you'll be fine you can do this, that equipment's designed to be cleaned, it's outside, the engineers who designed and built that, they know that it's gonna get wet once in a while, so uh, no problem doing that. Thanks Scott, uh, good tip for that to um, share with the listeners. Appreciate you listening today yourself. We gotta make up a break, cause we went long before there. Here's a short one and we will be right back.
4: The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. will be right back. On
2: news talk kboi isn't it great knowing that when you need a realtor you could have idaho's number one realtor working for you that's right if you make a call to matt bausher you'll be treated with respect and professionalism no matter the size of your transaction you've heard matt here on the home fix show with me you've heard callers that have become his clients matt and his team are on top of what's happening in idaho minute by minute neighborhood by neighborhood Choose quality and professionalism. Choose Matt Boucher for your realtor. Visit com or call Matt at 208-631-3870. That's 208-631-3870. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite football team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community.
7: Next time we build a house, we are getting a central vacuum system. Have you said that? Well, why wait? and Central Vac are experts in installing powerful and convenient central vac systems in existing homes, and the quick convenience of a retractable hose that stores out of sight and out of the way, and automatic dustpans that allow you to just sweep into a baseboard port in between full cleanings. Don't wait any longer. Most installations can be done start to finish in one day. Call Coltrane Central Vac and schedule an appointment for a quote or submit your request online. After that, a technician from Cultron Central Vac will visit your home to discuss your specific needs and will give you a firm and accurate quote right then and there. If you would like to preview your choices, visit the Cultron Central Vac showroom at 11580 West Fairview in Boise. Here you can test drive all the different systems and accessories. For questions or an in-home estimate, call 208-895-8900 for Cultron Central Vacuums.
2: Your dryer is probably working overtime right now, so this is a great time to make sure the vent is clean and clear and ready for whatever comes its way. The dryer vent wizard does dryer vent cleaning to a level that will impress even you. It's more than just the vent. It's making sure the dryer is in proper condition and clean, not only to dry your clothes, but to make sure your home is safe from fire. It's true. Improperly vented dryers and plugged vent lines account for over 15,000 house fires a year. And also, a restricted dryer vent can cause your dryer to work much harder, which costs you more on your utility bill, and you can damage expensive parts of your dryer. Well, call Mike at the Dryer Vent Wizard and let him take care of this for you. Call the Dryer Vent Wizard. They might even find those missing socks. 208-340-1070. That's 208 208- 340 for Dryer Vent Wizard. Online at idadryerguy.com. This is Home
4: Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk
2: KBOI got an email from William in Emmett. Uh, Joe, one of your callers this morning is looking at building a barn dominium. Uh, There's a guy over here in Emmett that has built a couple of these, and he's currently living in one, if I recall. He does great work. Uh, Grant Webb is his name, and he does have a website. (laughs) Uh, It is grant... Oops, there, and my, of course my phone just turned off. I did that. There it is. Grant GrantWeb, and that's with two Bs, W-E-B-B. So it's GrantWebBuilding.com. So Jason, I hope you are still listening to this and that you receive that information. GrantWebBuilding.com. Uh, William goes on to say here, maybe this will be of some use to your caller. Have him call Grant and see if he can help him with that. So thank you. Uh, That's what I really like about this program also and being live and local and all of that is that we can connect the expertise that is in your head (laughs) to the the people that are are looking for a little help here and there. So thank you for that, uh, William, and sharing that. Uh, You too can help out anytime you hear something like that. If you know somebody that we're talking about it and struggling with a who, what, where, when, why, how, some kind of thing, Uh, just call in or Or uh, email that to joe at joeprin.com or text it to me or something and we will uh, share that with people that need it. Um, There's a little known but quite handy product out there called Vinyl Concrete Patch. Uh, This came up in a situation this week where we were trying to figure out how to fix something for a person. Um, This is a dry powdered material a gray, dusty material that you mix with water when you need to build up and shape or fill holes in concrete. Uh, Like if a corner of a step breaks off or you have a hole in in concrete that needs to be filled, maybe on a little concrete decorative pig that you've got out in your garden that looks at you through the flowers and one of the ears broke off you could mix up some vinyl concrete patch and you could shape that and sculpt it and and stick it on there and it'll turn to concrete uh, you know just like concrete when it's when it's all done uh, it's really a, a handy product to have it's different than a hydraulic patching compound so read the label There, Make sure you don't get a hydraulic patching compound. Hydraulic expands as it cures and actually tightens up in the hole and can be used for anchoring and stuff like that. So uh, that doesn't work when it's something where you just want to have this freestanding out there just stuck somewhere and and not necessarily contained and supported uh, all around its sides. It also doesn't, the vinyl concrete patch doesn't need any type of primer or any kind of bonding agent added to it to get it to stick to the existing concrete. Uh, That's already built into this product. Uh, It does not have rocks in it, however. It's more of a sandy mixture, so it's not as structural as what a traditional uh, concrete would be, but it is good for patching or skim coating, uh, any kind of missing material that's in existing concrete. So to use this stuff, you obviously want to clean off the area that's going to be patched in its entirety. You can't stick things to dirty or dusty or greasy. It's got to be clean. And you mix this stuff up fairly firm. This isn't like a soupy pour it in kind of thing. This is more like Play-Doh. Mix it up nice and firm so you can shape it, so you can pack it in place. So you have to, you know, kind of work it with a trowel or something to finish it. And as it's curing, uh, if you want to feather it in or make it look like it's a blending type of patch or something, you can take a paintbrush with just a little bit of water and kind of paint the edges to, like I say, to feather it in, to uh, blend it into the existing. And it also will help enhance that bonds as well as the cosmetics of this patching material. Um, I looked it up just to see what the current cost on this stuff is. It's really inexpensive for this stuff and it's a good thing to have around. And as long as you keep it in these plastic buckets that it comes in with the lid sealed nice and tight, um, it'll last for a very, very long time. I looked it up. Lowe's has a 20 pound bucket of this stuff made by the QuickCrete brand. So you're going to find this over where all the concretes and the mortars and the cement and all that stuff is, but uh, Lowe's has a 20 pound bucket of this stuff for 10 bucks. I think it was, nah, it was like 1028 or 1038 or something. So not a, not that very expensive, but uh, you know, if you're working on a water feature, or fixing a, you know, a chunk broke out of a bird bath or a step that, uh, you know, just needs to be a half inch higher <laughs> because you didn't get the forms right or something, uh, maybe vinyl concrete patch is your solution for that. The Home Fix Show with Joe
0: Brin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. There's a good argument to be made that the roof is the most important single component of your house. It protects you and everything else inside. And face it, Idaho weather is tough on roofs. That's why if your roof has seen better days, or if one of our wind or hail storms have done some damage to your roof, call Craig Frame at CF Construction. Craig is the one you hear sitting in with Joe on the Home Fix Show talking about roofing. Craig has an amazing team of installers that have worked together for years and go about getting you taken care of fast and efficiently. Craig's project manager will work with you to select the perfect shingle style and color to fit your budget and the appearance of your home. CF Construction is a hardworking roofing company that wants to earn your satisfaction through the great work and prompt manner in which they get it done. Call CF Construction at 208-921-1445. That's 208-921-1445. For professional and efficient
2: storage solutions, storage evolution is the answer. Renting storage space is not only expensive, it's not very convenient. And perhaps with a little creativity mixed with the versatile and well-designed products from Storage Evolution, you just might be able to turn that garage into a new play area or an exercise studio or maybe, just maybe, a place to park your cars. (gasps) Imagine that. Uh, You need your things. Lawn and garden tools, toys, sporting equipment, or that extra set of tires. Storage Evolution has a way to get it organized, safe, and secure. Storage Evolution will design a system to fit your stuff and your budget. Installation is fast with built-in cabinets or infinitely adjustable monkey bars. Don't forget your pantry, closet, mudroom, or laundry room because Storage Evolution is an organized living dealer and can help there too. Call Storage Evolution at 208-515-3575
5: or visit garagesolutionsboise.com. Have you heard of a pre-inspection? This is where your home inspector comes in and goes over everything in your home before you get ready to sell it. This way you can address items that you feel are important on your schedule before they're discovered by someone else. Randy Funk Home Inspections can perform this honest, comprehensive, and professional inspection for you. Randy's years of experience are trusted by Idaho's top real estate agents, and you should trust Randy too. The report you'll get will then be presented to buyers to help speed up the transaction and to eliminate questions. If you're purchasing a home and would like to have it inspected, Randy can respond quickly and accurately with a menu of inspection options to get you the information you need. Visit HomeInspectorBoise.com or call 208-914-5793 for Randy Funk Home Inspections. That's HomeInspectorBoise.com or 208-914-5793. There is the Zero
2: Res way to clean carpets, and then there's the way that most others do it. Zero Res uses powered water, which does a better job breaking down dirt and grime to get carpets cleaner, all while not leaving behind a crunchy, sticky residue like detergent cleaners do. This means your carpets not only get cleaner, but they stay cleaner longer. Zero Res cleans upholstery, outdoor patio furniture, tile floors, wood floors, and more. They remove pet and food stains and can restore damaged areas. Zero Res also cleans area rugs and stair runners, and Zero Res is a certified master rug cleaner, having been trained to clean the most delicate of antique rugs and textiles. For professional service, respect of your home, and your schedule, book your next appointment online at zeroresboise.com, or call 208-383-1000. That's 208-383-1000 for Zero Res. This is the Treasure Valley's longest
4: running home show for over 33 years. You're listening to the Home Vic Show with Joe
2: Prin on News Talk KBOY. Hey, welcome back to our program. Thanks for joining us with whatever time you can commit to the show today. I appreciate you being there with us. Uh, Father's Day tomorrow. I hope you uh, are on one end or the other of that and can enjoy that with family if you have those around you for that. Um, yeah, interesting. What what do you get dad for Father's Day? Do you need to get dad for Father's Day for anything? I think most of them will say, nope, 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 just just want you here. Just let's let's go do something together. That's that's plenty. Uh hey if you'd like to join us on the show, 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700 zero, zero. Another article that was in the same issue of Qualified Remodeling Magazine caught my attention. Again, it was right beside the one that we talked about earlier on lumber prices. And this one is talking about, uh, you, 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 well, you've probably heard this, you know, in the local news, and you probably even talked to some people that um, their life is not the same after COVID-19's pandemic and how that's, changed attitudes. People are re-examining life. Uh, they're, they're seeing the perishability of it. They're saying, I don't want to go back to doing things that I was before, especially some of the younger generations that found themselves working from home. So uh, this article kind of addressed some of that, but listen to this here and just uh, imagine someone in your life that perhaps, perhaps this is you, perhaps this is somebody you know, maybe it's a son, a daughter or something, So the article says, after a year in which working from home began to feel like living at work, America has undergone a profound shift in its understanding of home, driving homeowners to want a little more space, accommodate some new uses of those spaces, and provide a better environment to nurture positive changes that evolved during the COVID-19 lockdown. So just stop right there in this. Think about that. What positive things can you take away from the last 14 months of your life? What are you doing differently? I've talked to people that says, you know, I've lost a lot of weight because I haven't been going out to eat as much. We're cooking from home. We're gardening. We've rekindled interest in hobbies we never had. We're talking to each other more as a couple. I, I don't know. We, you know. we chat with our kids more, I, whatever it is, but think about that. Uh, that is the, okay, so the last sentence again, uh, driving homeowners to want more space, accommodate new uses of that space, and provide a better environment to nurture positive changes that evolved during the COVID-19 lockdown. That's the conclusion of the eighth annual Lightstream Home Improvement Trends Survey, a major new poll which notes nearly half of surveyed U.S. homeowners say they're utilizing their home differently since the onset of the coronavirus pandemic. More than two-thirds, 69%, say that spending more time at home has made them eager to upgrade in order to address design and space frustrations They experienced while spending uninterrupted time indoors Hmm. before the pandemic. Home was a base for launching activities, but under stay at home orders, it became the only place for everything, says Todd Nielsen, the senior vice president of strategic partnerships at Lightstream, a Charlotte, North Carolina based online lending firm. Our 2021 survey reveals that many Americans spent time thinking creatively about what they want and need from their homes. Many are now ready to invest in improvements, remodeling, and repairs. Okay, stop the narration again. Why are they thinking about doing this? Because they realize that if we did this to our house it would allow us to do this in our life. And that's of interest to them now. If I could make a better home office out of that extra bedroom, perhaps I could spend three days at home working from home better and more efficiently. If I soundproof that well, if I do this, I can spend more time with my kids. I cannot commute so much. I'll get you know six extra hours in my life that I'm not behind the windshield. My car will last longer. I'll use less fuel. I can put all that money into re- redoing this thing. And I think if you talk to many of the realtors right now, they're actually looking at that as design elements going into some new home constructions is the possibility of bringing back the home office as more of a design element, even in more modest Housing. It doesn't have to be that big of a space, but it needs to be more of a dedicated space, not just a, a desk over in the corner of the, the bedroom somewhere. Okay, continuing on. Uh, the Lightstream survey reports 91% of respondents say a lack of space in their home became a big frustration during the COVID 19 experience. Younger homeowners in particular say they wish they had more room. Well, okay, who doesn't sometimes? But as a result, well, okay, some people don't, uh, 12% of those with home improvement plans for 2021 are including a home addition, while 14% are planning basement or attic remodels to gain the space. As spaces are being reimagined, the most popular projects homeowners plan to spend money on in 2021 include kitchen remodels at 38%, Outdoor improvements, 35%. Oh, yeah, we saw the growth of outdoor living spaces last year just absolutely explode because people were discovering their uh, their backyard as a place to, to hang out a little more. Bathroom remodels, 32%. Home repair technology upgrades, 30%. Uh, there are many reasons why space utilization has become so important, Nelson says, Noting the Lightstream survey found more than one in 10, so 12%, more than one, 12% of homeowners say the number of children or adults in their home has increased during the pandemic due to COVID-19. So uh, let's see what else to say here. Not surprisingly, three in four homeowners whose households have grown say they wish they had more personal space. Uh, Multi-generational families and traditional households are more likely to undertake 2021 projects than homeowners without children, uh, the survey concluded. So could that also be something that they didn't mention in there? Could part of this be that, look, there's no way that we're going to be able to go out and upgrade or, and again, think of younger families that are finally saying, okay, now that we've got two kids, maybe we need to find a little bit bigger house or something closer to here or or whatever. They can't do it. You know, try to buy a house right now. If you're a young family, um, you're probably extended pretty much as far as you can go right now. Families tend to do that to people. And uh, so maybe, you know, selling your house. Yes, you could sell your house right now for a maybe a staggering amount of money. Uh, it, it, it just shocks you how much maybe your house is worth. I think Tara, if you put your house right on the market right now today, I'll bet you that thing would be sold in 48 hours at the most. And you'd have this nice big wad of cash in your pocket,
7: but where are you going to go? Good question.
2: What are you going to buy with that? What, what are you going to find? You know, do you, do you want to do that? You know, or, or maybe like these people here, they're just saying, you know, I'm going to stay right where I'm at. Perhaps a home equity loan is the way to access some of that cash and say, I'm going to add on to the back of the house. My backyard's big enough. I'm going to put on another bedroom and a bath back there or a, a family room that we've never had or or bump out this wall and make the kitchen, you know, bigger than three feet wide or something. And so I, I think that's what's going on in this report and in this survey also is people are saying we could move we could make a change possibly because the market is so hot right now we could sell but one where are we going to go and then perhaps maybe the most efficient thing for me to do is just modify what I already have. I already have this house. Maybe I can make some changes even within the walls to make it more suited to what I envision my post-pandemic lifestyle to be. Maybe you're gonna tear out the entire backyard and go with a garden, because now you've discovered gardening. Do it! Maybe you're gonna get rid of that extra bedroom that's just being used for storage and boxes, and you know, just if somebody comes and visits you, you know, over the summer, put them up at the hotel down the street, but maybe you could use that as an office and not go into work three days a week or something. Lots of opportunities are all floating around there because of this, and I think a lot of it has been a very healthy change.
1: this is a podcast of the home fix show with joe prin
2: hey guess what guess what guess what we're halfway through the program for today so if you would like to get some questions answered or talk with me about a project or a hypothetical project you've got going on or you're asking for a friend i'm here i'm joe prin and this is the home fix show on news talk KBOI. We are live this morning and you can call in and we can talk right now if you punch in 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. And we can talk. There's a lot of house painting going on right now and fence building. I see all of that. People are finally starting to get materials that they ordered months and months ago, it's starting to show up or contractors are becoming available. So there's a lot of stuff going on all over the place. I bet you can't go more than just a few houses down in your neighborhood and somebody is doing something. They're either tearing up the front yard and putting in a uh, kind of a zero thing so they don't have to water and take care of grass as much, or they're uh, like we say, painting their house or busting out the driveway and putting in a new one or something. There's just a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, you know, is it, is it pandemic related? Well, of course it is. Of course it is. A lot of people say, well, I didn't go on vacation and I didn't do this and we didn't do that. And, you know, usually we spend, you know, $200 a month going out to eat. Well, we didn't do that for a year. So now we got all this extra stuff and we're, we're donating more. We're giving it away. We're doing what we can, but we're also investing back into our, our own lifestyles. So, you've got some projects going and things that I may be able to help you out with in commentary or uh, some direct action, give me a call 208-336-3700. Those joining us on a podcast of this program, since you're probably listening when we are not live uh, right now, just as a reality check, it is 9.09 Mountain Standard Time on June 19th. Thank you for listening to us. But you can also send in your questions via email to joe at joeprin.com, joe at joeprin, P-R-I-N dot com. Also, if you ever need the names and phone numbers of our advertising sponsors and other fine people that I enjoy working with or have heard very, very good things about from trusted listeners that I respect, uh, you'll find a resource list of individuals and companies at joeprin.com. Don't search Google for that. Just go to JoePrin.com. Just put that in your browser. Whatever it is, JoePrin.com. Hit enter and you will get right to my resource list. So that's there for you. Uh, Absolutely free. As well as our podcasts, they're available at KBOI.com. And they're also free. And those are sponsored by Heating Equipment Company. Thanks, guys, for that. Coming up on the show on July 17th, it's going to be a very interesting program. So I'm giving you plenty of time to mark your calendar, because if you're going to be selling a house, if you're going to be buying a house, if your kids are, if a friend is, uh, if you're just shaking your head, you're confused, you're depressed, you're excited, you're you're anxious, you're you're stuck. Whatever it is, uh, Matt Bowsher will be here with us. Uh, Matt is uh, ha- has and he continues to evolve into one of the the fi- finest. Uh, real estate minds that you will ever meet. And you've got him right here. You're going to have him. Uh, Matt will be here on this show for two hours so that you can ask questions directly to him. Matt, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? You know, you want to know why this guy's the number one realtor in the state of Idaho? Well, it's because he knows what he's doing and he will be sitting right here to my left and you can talk directly with him about uh, what you're experiencing or. Or thinking about. That's coming up on July 17th. So uh, mark that on your calendar and uh, start getting your thoughts together for that that program. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. Let's uh, start into a question I received from uh, a very good and longtime friend of mine. She was having some trouble with uh, her garbage disposal. Uh, She heard probably the part on the show a couple weeks ago where we were talking about them and keeping them clean and operating good and everything. But, uh, she, she writes to me here. She says, Joe, uh, I've not used my disposer for more than two years. <laughs> a week or two ago, I noticed the water was draining out of it kind of slow. Yeah, I would, I would imagine Debbie, I would imagine that's true. She says, I turned it on and it is dead. Okay. So, uh, we probably need to define dead a little bit. Um, uh, Anyway, she continues, does it have to be totally replaced or is there a screw or something that needs to be loosened or something to release the blades that are in there? Okay, we'll talk about that too. Uh, She says, I've stopped using that side of the sink to wash dishes. It's dry and I'm wondering if I can scrub it down in there or something and loosen anything that might have gotten tangled in it. I do wash my hair over that side of the sink, but when I do, I have a sponge and a gauze thing that prevents hair from going down in there, Debbie. Okay, so first of all, dead is an interesting term when we say the disposal is dead. No, it might not be dead. It might just be sleeping, and we've got to wake it back up. And is there something there to release the blades? Well, there's really not blades in a garbage disposal. What there are are imagine if you would in the shape of a capital letter L with the long side laying flat down on the bottom of a disc, uh, about a four-inch circular disc. And that L is like riveted or bolted to that disc, but it's loose so it, it can flop around. And when you turn on your disposal and that disc, which is the motor part of it there, Starts spinning; those those little L brackets go throwing themselves to the outside of the or to the outside of the circle, which is the inside of the disposal cavity. And they spin around and they bang into things and they bust it up into all kinds of little pieces. And those little pieces get to go out the holes and go down your drain. Okay, so that's that's that. Um, so I have to say when it, when she says dead, does that mean that the disposal is totally silent? Uh, Are you hearing absolutely nothing or is there perhaps a little bit of a hum, uh, just kind of that, but it's not turning, it's not, you know, grinding. So let's say there's nothing, no sound of any kind. And this is what I told her to do. I said, first check the reset button on the bottom of the disposal. It's a small red button on the bottom of your food waste disposals, most of them anyway, there's always some brand that doesn't have it, but for general use, this'll follow through. Small red button, and if it's popped out, uh, it's like a circuit breaker. That means something was under stress and it tripped to keep it from burning itself up. So the first thing you wanna try to do is push that button back in. Does it go click and does it go back in? Ooh, okay, now let's see what happens. Let's go back to the switch and turn the disposal on and see what happens if it still does that and then trips again, okay, now we know something else is going on. So we're going to reset the little button, but that also means that that, uh, that motor is not turning. Something is jamming it or maybe it's just rusted shut. So somewhere around the house, it's probably in that drawer in the kitchen that you bury all kinds of little parts and pieces of stuff in and a few tools. There's going to be a Wrench, a disposal wrench that kind of looks like a chrome-plated, stretched-out, capital Z shape that you made a little bit longer, and on each end of it is a, uh, an Allen wrench type thing, a six-sided uh, hex wrench that just happens to fit into the center of the motor shaft in your disposal down there on the bottom. So what I want you to do is to unplug the disposal from the outlet and then take this wrench into the center shaft of that disposal and rock it back and forth, just gently at first and then maybe with a little more first and see, oh, it pops and then try to turn it and see if you can turn it all the way around in circles, all the way around over and over and over again. Because now once you get it loosened up, I want you to remove the wrench plug the disposal back into the wall outlet and go up there to the switch and turn it on again with some water running while you do this and see what happens. And we'll talk about what does happen when we come back after these messages from the sponsors who work very hard trying to take care of you. And also they're the ones that make sure that this program is on the air each and every Saturday morning. So we thank them for that. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prynne will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Perhaps now more than ever, if you're looking to buy your next home, a visit with Terry Hefner and his team of mortgage professionals is critical. Market forces that used to change week to week are now changing hourly. You need information quick and it needs to be accurate. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage will work hard for you. Their goal is to create a positive loan experience and help you make the most informed decisions you can. Terry is a native Idahoan and has been assisting clients for over 30 years. The Hefner Group also helps first-time homebuyers achieve their dreams of home ownership. There's a lot of confusing information out there, so let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your mortgage. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. 208-599-8500. Terry Hefner, NMLS 95796. Company, NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender.
0: Lawn care season is underway, and if you could use a little help making things look as good as it can be, call PestCom. At PestCom, trained professionals will stop by on a planned schedule and give your lawn the nutrients and preventative maintenance it needs. Not too much, not too little, and right on time. And get this, you don't have to have bags of fertilizer or crusty old applicators stored in your garage or shed. Call PestCom and have them stop by to prepare a package quote for you. Year-round bug and pest control is available also. Regular pest control treatments break the breeding cycles and puts an end to infestations. Regular lawn care treatment builds a healthier turf and requires less water. And a healthy turf will handle heat stress and foot traffic better. So invite some friends over and show off your beautiful lawn. Call PestCom and get started right now. 208-495-5636. 208-495-5636 for PestCom. Or learn more at PestCom.com. 208-459. 5636.
2: Isn't it great knowing that when you need a realtor, you could have Idaho's number one realtor working for you? That's right, if you make a call to Matt Bauscher, you'll be treated with respect and professionalism no matter the size of your transaction. You've heard Matt here on the Home Fix Show with me, you've heard callers that have become his clients. Matt and his team are on top of what's happening in Idaho minute by minute, neighborhood by neighborhood. Choose quality and professionalism. Choose Matt Bousher for your realtor. Visit com or call Matt at 208-631-3870. That's 208-631-3870. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite football team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community.
0: Woodcraft of Boise is home to just about everything the professional, the garage hobbyist, or the backyard woodworker could ever need or imagine. Just take a walk through the aisles at Woodcraft. You're going to see products and materials you never knew even existed. It's amazing. And why is it there? Because Woodcraft is all about woodworking, and that is a personal expression of your taste and abilities. If they bring you the latest tools and technologies, the best finishes and hardware, and all at a price that makes sense, you can make things better and have more fun doing it. Fantastic blades and bits the tops and tools and accessories, and yes, it's all here in Boise where you can put your hands on it in the Overland Park Shopping Center at Cole and Overland. Want to come to a class and learn from a pro? Yep, Woodcraft does that. Stop by the store for an upcoming schedule or visit woodcraftofboise.com. Woodcraft, helping you make wood work.
4: This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI.
2: So let's say Debbie does turn the switch on this disposal and gets it running. Uh, Debbie, I'll tell you the first thing to do is throw some ice down in there, Uh, just a big old handful of ice cubes put them down there, put the little thing over the top of it and turn that on again and grind them up just like it was a food processor. Grind it up and then do that again. Uh, That's going to clean out any of the scale and rust that's down there or break loose something that uh, is stuck. The best way that plumbers and the disposal industry says the best way to kill your disposal is to not use it. You don't have to send food down there but you should still run some water through it and turn it on at least uh, once or twice a week. Uh, for the future, though, uh, if you don't use your disposal very often or at all, you need to do something to kind of trigger you to to uh, to run that thing every now and then. And it can be just cold water, hot water. Uh, you know, I'm sure you all heard that from your your mom at one time or something, or somebody taught you. You know, oh no, you need to run water through the disposal when it runs. Well, that's not necessarily true. There's the, it's got sealed bearings and all that. Uh, Does it help keep it cool? Well, it might if it's running for, for, you know, hours on end, but you know, just, you can just go the bump the switch if you want. Um, It's just a little quieter when it's got water in there because that helps uh, create a slurry that ends up going down the drain. You only have to run it for about 10 seconds just to keep, uh, keep it loosened up and keep things from from rusting in there. Now, when I did talk about disposals a couple of weeks ago, I received some questions about a couple of things that because we never did talk about the mounting ring that holds the disposal actually onto the sink. When we were talking about this change-out of a disposal, um, I mentioned that if you can find uh, a very similar disposal within maybe even the same manufacturer's product line, or like many appliances of which a disposal is one, uh, they're there. They come under different brand names depending where you buy it, but really they're probably all made by the same company. They just put different stickers on them or in a different box or something. Um, so we talked about just leaving that mounting ring in place on your sink and just replacing the disposal itself. Um, uh, So let's talk about that ring, though, should you have to or want to replace that. This thing's a tricky little device that once you do one of these, it seems so simple. But that very first time, it can also be so very frustrating. So here's the parts that go into that little assembly that just seems so innocent. There's the throat flange itself. This is the part when you uh, look down into your sink. It's the metal part that's attached to the sink somehow. Well, that somehow is underneath. There's also a spring wire retaining ring. This is a heavy piece of wire, a little bit bigger than a coat hanger wire. That's in a circle and it's cut loose on one end so you can separate it, stretch it out and pop it off. Works good to do that when it comes new in the box just with a screwdriver. You can get it underneath the end of there and kind of bend that up and then just snap it off there. You don't want to stretch it out though so let the uh, the spring steelness of it remain intact. Uh, so there's that, uh, that retaining ring. There's either a paper gasket and a rubber gasket or both. And then there is a compression flange assembly made of two individual parts. So let's talk about how we're going to put that on. So I'm going to try to paint a picture here. Uh, Pat, uh, in Caldwell, you told me once when I talked about how to replace a dishwasher, you could see that clear enough that you had confidence that you could go do that. So let's talk about this one and see if I can do this just as good for you. So first thing I want you to do is get a hold of a tub, a container of plumber's putty and pop that open and smell that wonderful smell of plumber's putty. Get a big wad of that in between the two palms of your hands and start rolling that back and forth like you're trying to warm up your hands and create a little section of rope almost about quarter inch long or quarter inch in diameter and long enough that you can now pack that piece of plumber's putty around the inside of the metal flange on that throat ring. You're just going to stick it to the backside of that metal and then you're going to take that flange and push that down through the hole that is in your kitchen sink, your new sink maybe. Uh, If you've taken one of these out already, you already know how to do all this putting it back stuff because you just do it in the opposite order. But if you maybe bought a new sink, boy, this is the easiest way to do this. Do this down on the ground before you put it in the hole. But if you don't have to remove the sink from the countertop, you're going to want a helper with you uh, who can be on the top side of this while you're down underneath the cabinet. So you're going to push this throat down through uh, the hole in the sink and just push it into place. Doesn't have to be squished all the way down in there, but do squiggle it down in there just a little bit. Uh, let them push down on this flange, holding it in place, squishing out some of that uh, that putty. Don't worry about the excess now. Don't, don't tell them to keep wiping it off or cleaning it up. That's not important right now. From underneath, you're going to push the rubber gasket up over the outside of the throat down there. And then if you do have a paper one that comes with it, you can put that one on now. That just helps things slip a little bit easier. Then goes on the compression plate. And then goes on the ring assembly that has three tightening screws on it. That all slides up there. Uh, I might tell you that on that part with the three screws, you want to unscrew those, back those out as far as they can possibly go without falling out at this point. uh, Because you need to get the ring as far up towards the sink as you possibly can. Um, Then you push that up onto the flange. And now you are going to start... Accessing your vocabulary of cuss words because that wire ring has to now be stretched over the outside of that flange throat and pushed onto it very carefully. And depends how good you are with your hands and laying on your back. Because by the way, your helper is still out there holding uh, the rest of this in place on the top side. Um, So here's where you get to go through your list of every creative use of whatever letter word you want to start that with that you can think of. And I find that twisting on one end of the ring and getting it seated in the little groove that's there and then working my way around pushing it on is the easiest. You'll figure out your own way. And then by hand you're just going to tighten down those three little screws again until they just touch onto the compression flange. Then with a screwdriver, you're going to tighten them slowly and equally, just one at a time. One turn here, then go to the next one. One more turn, one more, and so on. Until up above you, your helper tells you that it looks like the putty's all squished out now, or starting to squish out, because now you can put a screwdriver on there and start tightening them again. And uh, then all of a sudden you're going to realize that you've gone as far as you can or need to go and the putty's all squished out and you have tightened up the mounting flange onto the sink. And then here's where my OCD kicks in and I crawl out from under the sink and I look down into the hole and my helper paid no attention to the logo and the brand name that's stamped into that flange and it's all crooked and so I go back and loosen everything up and make them turn that to where it says like Insincorator is you know centered perfectly between 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock because we just can't have that crooked up there, right? So I would probably do that. So the flange is done now. The disposal has built onto it the remainder of the mounting hardware. And here's where you're going to put a little bit of plumber's grease. Uh, could you use Vaseline for that? Probably. Um, plumber's grease is actually made for doing this and it would go on to that rubber splash gasket that snapped over the collar of the disposal itself. And here's where it takes a little bit of muscle and stuff. Uh, so maybe your helper can come down underneath and give you at least one hand. You're probably not going to get both of them in there while you're in the cabinet either. Uh, and you're going to lift the disposal up and push it up and into That flange that's on the bottom of the sink, it has a cavity there that will accept this. And then the ring, which is still nice and loose, this is the tightening ring part, you're going to engage that with the mounting tabs that are on top of the disposal. And as you turn that, it's going to lock into some angled uh, mounting tabs. And you're going to start down on the small, thin part of that angle. And as you turn that ring more and more it kind of climbs up that sloped ramp of the, those mounting tabs, and it gets tighter and tighter. And for the last little bit, you may need to take a, a small hammer or something and tap that ring over until it goes all the way over and locks itself in, against the, uh, the final stops on there. Then the disposal is tightened up in there as far as it goes. And here, hopefully you've turned it the right way, and the outlet is facing the drain pipes where it should be. Uh, remember, and this is critical, if this is a brand new disposal and you have a dishwasher, make sure that you knock out the plug that is cast into the disposal outlet tube up there on the side of the disposal or your dishwasher will not drain into the disposal. Period. You'll open your dishwasher. It'll be full of soap and chopped up food and you'll think something's the matter with your dishwasher. It's not. It's because you didn't take that plug out of your new disposal. And yes, I have forgot to do that once or twice. Uh, That's all it takes and you'll never do it again. Uh, Then hook up the dishwasher discharge hose to that. Hook up your drain pipe. Um, One thing with your dishwasher uh, drain hose, make sure that it's in an upside down U shape that is attached. The, The bottom of that U is as high as it can go all the way up to the top of the countertop. It can be just a zip tie that's hanging from a screw. It could be a piece of metal uh, a plumber's tape with the little holes in it or something or some type of a clamp, whatever it is. But you want to keep that hose looped up there as high as it can possibly go because uh, what that does is that keeps any backflow when your disposal is spinning in that from throwing any debris back into your dishwasher hose. And that's when you start getting really stinky disposals a lot of times is because uh, there's a bunch of stuff in that hose that's just sitting there. Uh, You should have hooked up the new electrical cord long before starting any of this. I should have mentioned that a little bit earlier. So lastly, you connect the tube to the uh, the discharge tube to the drain plumbing and uh, fill up that side of the sink and turn it on and let it go and see if it, it all works. Pretty easy, right? Yep, it is. But do it once and if you don't have a great experience, you know why plumbers charge what they do to do this. But, yes, they make it look easy. They make it look quick. They could do it with their, with a blindfold on because they've done it before. That's not to say that you can't do this if you need to replace a disposal. That's probably a, a good thing, take you an hour to do it, and uh, quite a sense of accomplishment if you are able to switch out your own disposal.
4: The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back. On news talk
2: kboi renewable energy northwest built a home with a contractor in northern construction in sand hollow idaho with solar thermal radiant floor heat and cooling this 4500 square foot home the total energy bill in august of 2020 was 80 dollars in september they got the solar pv up and running and now the idaho power bill will be five dollars and 20 cents per month because the hvac for the home is so efficient along with the hot water the solar pv needed was half the amount of a Home this size would normally take. The homeowners were just telling Carl from Renewable Energy Northwest how comfortable the home is with warm, comfy floors and no air blowing around to dry out your skin. Renewable Energy Northwest installs four different types of radiant heat and cool on slab, under subfloor, on top of subfloor, and warm board applications. They can also heat your pool in the summer with the same system. Please call for a free site assessment 208 577 6537 or visit Renewable Energy NW.
7: How often do you have to clean and scrub grout lines in your kitchen and bathroom tile? Too often is probably the answer. Call Permatreat now and seal it forever. Seriously, that's their motto, seal it forever, and they mean it. There is a better way than all the scrubbing, scraping, and nasty chemicals, and Permatreat will introduce you to it. 208-895-0000. That's not a typo. That is the phone number for Permatreat. 208-895-0000. 895-00-00. Permatreat will start with a deep, thorough cleaning of your tile and grout. They will make any needed repairs as they go. All cracked or stained caulking is removed and everything is made ready for the last sealant you will need. Permatreat also seals masonry and stone surfaces, backsplashes, patios, driveways, and sidewalks, and tinted or stained concrete. If you want to seal it and keep it stain-free and looking good, Call Permatreat now to set up your free evaluation and quote, 208-895-0000. Permatreat, seal it forever, 208-895-0000.
2: Solar Concepts of Idaho recommends another smart product, solar-powered attic fans. In warmer months, the temperature in your attic can reach over 165 degrees. That trapped heat builds up and forces your air conditioner to work harder, resulting in higher cooling costs. tubes solar-powered attic fans pull out the heat, making it cheaper to cool your home. In the colder months, trapped moisture can lead to the growth of mold and fungus when the warm air in your home meets the cold air in your attic. tubes solar-powered attic fans help pull this moisture out of your attic. Solar-powered attic fans from Solar Concepts of Idaho are safe, smart, and an inexpensive way to maximize efficiency and maintain a healthier home. Solar Concepts is Idaho's only premier solitude products dealer. Visit them at 2053 East Fairview in Meridian or at solar-concepts.com. Again, that's solar-concepts.com.
1: If you hear anything you'd like to revisit, check out the Home Fix podcast on KBOI.com. Just click on Podcasts, then click on the Home Fix show,
4: all for free. Now back to Joe Prin. This is the Home Fix show
2: on News Talk KBOI. I mentioned this earlier, it doesn't happen all that often, but right now we do have an opening for an advertiser here on The Home Fix Show, one of our sponsoring advertisers. Is this a sponsorship or is it just an advertiser? I guess it's kind of both. Um, Some people put their ads on here just because they enjoy getting their message out to a quality group of people. And also they, they like what we're doing here with entertainment and education and in the home improvement and repair kind of genre. So if you and your business wants to reach the high quality listeners that we have who are very loyal to our sponsors. They are smart people. They are very respectful. They understand you as a contractor and your life and how you two work together for mutual benefit. Uh, We can get that message to this audience to promote your services or products. Uh, Just get in touch with me directly. I'll give you the phone number. Just a second here. Uh, Home fix advertisers receive exclusivity. To their trade or product category, so you're not going to be running ads right beside your your competition, and so you also need to know that if uh, somebody is already in your category or direct competitor, uh we won't be able to bring you onto the program but there's plenty of room for all kinds of new things here i I thought about making a list of all the people that I think would be really good for our audience to have access to and uh, I might just do that. Maybe I'll have that ready for next week. There's some interesting categories that are not represented here. So uh, anyway, if you want to do this and get listed on the HomeFix Resource Directory and let me help you tailor your messages to uh, the audience that I think I understand a little bit and and help you communicate with them to the best of our both combined abilities, uh, give me a call. Uh, My phone number or you can text me is 208- 573 1082. Or uh, you can send an email to joe at joeprin.com. P R I N, joe at joeprin.com. Uh, again, the phone number is 208 573 1082. If I can help you out with that a little bit. All right, uh, the number to get into the show here, if you want to ask some questions this morning and talk about anything that you've heard previous or something new that uh, you need to get a question answered, 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. One of the uh, selling features years ago and still continuing to this day of a metal siding, whether it's aluminum or steel siding and trim on houses Uh, years ago was that you would not have to ever paint it again. And in some cases, that's probably true for a lot of you. You may have put siding on your home in the 70s or the 80s or something like that, and it's still there. But today, you may want to freshen it up a little bit, or perhaps the color is out of date enough for your style or tastes, or it's faded or uh, dirty or damaged, that you do want to make the change. So, can you paint metal siding and trim? Well, yes you can. Uh, Sure, that can be done. Uh, Standard high quality 100% acrylic latex exterior paint is the best choice for painting aluminum and steel siding. You probably also want to pick a satin sheen as this will shed water easier than a flat finish paint. And it tends to look good, a little more crisp than uh, the flat finish does for a lot longer. Uh, A higher sheen, something like a semi-gloss, can be used if it's desired. Uh, Some people think, though, that it is a little too shiny. So most people will choose a satin finish, 100% acrylic latex paint for the outside of the house. Obviously, your siding is going to have to be very clean your house will never be as clean as it is before you paint. Um, In fact, some people go around, they do all the proper cleaning to the house and scrub it down and scrub off all the stains and the mildew and the bird poop and the wasp nests and the cobwebs and all this. And then they go, geez, this looks pretty good just like this. Maybe I don't even need to paint. Maybe it just needed a good bath. But Uh, Let's say you are going to paint no matter what. So you go through the full cleaning with soap and uh, scrubbing it down and rinsing it dry. Uh, You can use vinegar on anything that's kind of oily or sticky, any tree sap or uh, anything like that. You can blast off with a pressure washer at a low setting if you want, or even just a garden hose with a, a fairly tight spray on the end of it. You can use a little bit of bleach. Uh, mixed with water, the ratio is three parts of water, one part of bleach on any mildew or or stains or stuff that you're trying to uh, get off of there. Sometimes peroxide even works pretty good and may be a little more friendly to the soil down below because you have to realize anything you put up there on that siding is going to end up in your flower beds when you rinse it off. Pay close attention to the chalkiness of the finish that uh, that may be on the surface of what you have right now. Just run your hand over this. If you run your hand over your siding right now, if you have metal siding, and look at the palm of your hand, and if there's a whole bunch of kind of a powdery, dusty color of your house on your hand, then you need to really scrub that down because trying to paint over that's like trying to paint over dust. It's just not going to stick very well. So you can wash it down. It may be where you have to get one of those bristle brushes on a pole on the end of your hose where it feeds the water up the pole and through the bristles and actually scrub the siding to do this. Uh, pressure washing will take off some of that, but you have to go slow and diligent and not inject a whole lot of water behind it. Um, so it just takes takes a lot of prep. I mean, just like any paint job, uh, it's probably going to take you longer to paint or to prep your home for paint than it actually does to paint it. Uh, Chances are the original coating on the siding has chalked quite a bit. And like we say, test it by rubbing your hand on it and uh, remove all of that before you even continue. Also, as you're doing this, repair any other areas that have some sort of damage or deterioration to them. If you've gotten a dent, maybe a rock got flung up and put a nice golf ball sized dent right in a piece of siding. And you know that if you paint it, every time you walk by, you just see that. You just see that dent. Well, you could do a little bit of body work on there. You may be able to put a screw into the middle of it and pull that dent out a little bit, tap it down, do like almost some auto body work on it. Maybe even put some uh, type of filler in there, like a auto body filler, like a Bondo or something. Sand it down, uh, skim coat it, make it uh, disappear just as if it was a, a dent in wood before you were painting it. Uh, then you can prime over that and and then paint it with the rest of the wall. Any gaps that you see in the siding where it comes up against something or anything that you want to fill, now's the time to do that with a good quality caulking like uh, the Big Stretch brand of caulking. That's my current favorite, uh, Big Stretch, great caulking. Any loose caulking needs to be chipped out and replaced at this time. Or uh, if there's any repair work that should be done, if there's a couple little nails that need to go in or some outside corners reattached or something. Do all that now before you, uh, before you paint. Any bare metal where perhaps something has peeled away or absolutely just faded away to nothing should be uh, treated with a coat of primer that's designed to be compatible with the final finish coat of paint that you are applying. So when you go to pick out your house paint, you also tell them you know, I've got some spots with some bare metal showing. Do I need to put any type of a primer on there? And they may say, no, you can just go right over it with this. Or yes, you do. Here's a, you know, a rattle can with some spray stuff. You should just, you know, just put that over the the bare spots, let that dry, and then paint over the top of it. Maybe they'll give you a quart or something too. Like we said, the paint should be an acrylic latex that can be brushed or rolled on. But in the case of metal siding, spraying may yield the uh, the absolute best results, especially since this is really the first coat of paint that the, the house is going to get other than the, the factory finish that was on that metal siding. So spraying brings up a whole new world. Uh, let's talk about spray painting your house when we get back from this break. If you'd like to get into the show, call 208-336- 3700 right now. I'm ready to take your call. You'll be up next on the show. Punch in 208-336-3700. I'm Joe Pryn. This is Home Fix. The Home Fix Show with
0: Joe Pryn. We'll be right back on News Talk KBOI. There's a good reason the state of Idaho requires electricians to be licensed. Electrical work needs to be done right by trained and tested professionals every time your safety and mine are counting on it. So when you need electrical work done, insist on a licensed electrician like Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable. Dave can help you install outdoor lighting, attic ventilation, additional lighting in your kitchen, even ceiling fans in your bedrooms or on your back patio. With new TVs and home electronics, cable and power outlets need to be in the right place to look good. No one likes cords all over the floors and walls. Call Dave. If you're remodeling, think about where things will need to be when you're done. Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable will get everything professionally wired and inspected. Call Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable for your electrical needs. 208-939-8333. That's 208-939-8333 for Consumer Electric and Cable. You've heard
2: the term street presence, right? Well, this is how your house looks to those passing by, but it's also how it looks to you every time you return home. Ready for some repairs or updates? Maybe it's time to make your house look great again. Bots Exteriors is who you want to talk to. Bill Bott and his team have served our valley for many years. They are efficient and experienced in all types of siding and trim and can help you with a new look or repairs to what you already have. Think about all the components that make up your home's exteriors. There's stone and brickwork, steps and decks and railings, gutters, soffits and fascia, doors, windows, and shutters. Bott's Exteriors works with all of these every day, and they would love to serve you Ready for a new look or to get some much needed repairs taken care of? Give Bots Exteriors a call and ask them to visit your house for a quote. 208-870-4324. That's Bots Exteriors, 208-870-4324.
1: Hi, it's Heather from Master Plumbing. Last summer, life seemed to be put on hold. However, this year, life is gonna be busy. With graduations, weddings, and family reunions, that means your home is gonna be working overtime with guests, and inevitably, something will go wrong with your house. If that something is a plumbing-related issue, give Master Plumbing a call. And when it comes to getting the work done, you can be confident Master Plumbing will send out a fully trained and licensed plumber. Even with the growth here in the Valley and the high demand on skilled labor, our standards and requirements haven't budged. So get ready for all that summer has to throw your way with the help of Master Plumbing. Visit CallMasterNow.com or call 208-888-9191. Call the masters.
7: Call a master
8: plumbing. The masters of the trade.
2: There are still some appliances and electronic items that are a little tricky to find. You know, there's always somebody has something right in front of you, but maybe it's not exactly what you were hoping for or looking for. Well, it's good that we have Jackie at Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress on our side as part of our resource uh, list here on the Home Fix Show. Jackie can help us out in this. She's in constant communications with her suppliers, warehouses, and the purchasing channels on our behalfs, And if it is out there somewhere, she will find it. She's a part of the brand source network. So Nampa Appliance can react in minutes when other appliance places can take days or weeks to find something for you. So combine the best of all worlds that you possibly can right now and uh, see if you can get exactly what you want without compromise, with a start, with a visit, or a phone call to Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress. Be sure to tell them you're a listener to the Home Fix Show. And if you want to do some shopping online, you can do that by visiting nampabrandsource.com to check their current inventory and prices. Or just stop by at 278 Caldwell Boulevard in Nampa, 208-465-0551.
4: This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336 3700 or 1 800 529 KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI.
2: We'll put the paint sprayer down for a minute and go to Rick in Boise who wants to talk about some windows. Good morning, Rick.
8: Good morning, Joe. Hey, uh, we have a cabin up in Valley County and we're going to have the windows replaced. Hmm. And it's a. Uh, 4,800 feet is the elevation, and one of the estimates we got, the guy's sales pitch was they use windows that do better at higher elevation, and I've I've done a lot of remodeling stuff, but I've never heard of this. Have you?
2: Sort of. Sort of. There are some windows that when you transport them to higher elevations, they have to have a... uh, uh, if i 'm not mistaken, uh they have to have some type of a little venting tube that is installed between the glass panels that uh allows the expansion or the contraction of that space to occur uh, and then that is pinched off uh, once it gets to altitude or something like that i don 't know i don 't know why a window would perform different at a different altitude, just the window itself. Um,
8: yeah, you know, 4,800 isn't really high to begin no,
2: with. No, I, we used to run into this when I lived in Colorado, and we would mm-hmm. send, you know, window products, you know, up to 9, 10, 11,000-foot elevations. That was a whole different ballgame. Even if we just ran a truck over... You know, uh, Loveland Pass or through the Eisenhower Tunnel right. from Denver over to Grand Junction or something. You know, the windows had to be, you know, very carefully handled because of the, that change in pressure. But, you know, from here, what are we at? 2,500, you know, 2,700 yeah. feet up to 4,800. Yeah. That's that's not a lot. Yeah, it'll make your ears pop, but will it hurt? A, I, what did he say? What did they say? <laughs> He said
8: that we install windows that are designed for your elevation.
2: Okay, so then you say, so what's that mean?
8: Well, I didn't ask enough questions, that's for sure, but I just wonder if you have to special order these windows. I mean, the windows that are in there are are old, old windows, but yeah.
2: Well, okay, so number one, virtually any window that you by today is ordered on a per job basis nobody right. stocks windows anymore you'll find some at you know Home Depot and Lowe's you'll find a bin there with a few of the common sizes other than mm-hmm. that every single window manufacturer that I can even think of including Millgard, a very good quality window that one of my sponsors mm-hmm. here viewpoint sells um, those windows even though it may be the most common size in the world they still Make that window to order. Uh, all your windows are made at the exact same moment in time, so you're not getting something that's been in a warehouse for a year added to an order with something that was just built yesterday. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so in a way, even though it's all standard sizes, it's still all being custom made for you. So, I, I think that is conversation that can be, you know, separated and discounted and set aside because everybody orders special orders the windows. There's no such thing as not special ordering the windows. Um,
8: Okay, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, so every window you get is going to be made for you for your job. It's going to come with a barcode sticker on it and a tag identified by that manufacturer with that dealer, that installer, whatever, the ship date, the manufacturing date, and all that stuff's important for you to hang on to for warranty anyway. So, no, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Now, does one particular manufacturer... Do they actually have something engineered into their product that says, okay, anything above 4,000 feet, we're going to build it a little different by doing this. Anything over 8,000 feet, we're going to build it a little different by doing this. That Mm -hmm. That is totally possible, absolutely totally possible. So then that's where you need to say, what makes this window better, different, superior for high altitudes compared to what else I'm looking at? and and see what their answer is cuz maybe they're just hoping that you do like you did and you just politely nod your head and go, "Oh, that's good to know." Yeah, that was me. <laughs> and, and then and then they'd say, "Okay, there we just uh, we just attracted another fish on the hook." I don't know.
8: Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, we're getting several estimates of course Valley County's the same as down here and we're looking at doing this in the spring. Yeah. Um to give them plenty of time, but Yeah, cuz are probably one person has you're prob- mentioned.
2: Yeah, you're probably 6 to Ten weeks out at least right now uh, just getting into the queue because the other thing that happens even though your windows might be ready in four to five weeks most of the installers will not even schedule the install date until they know those windows are on a truck heading this way yeah Uh, that makes sense yeah because you know they schedule you for Monday and the windows don't show up till Thursday their guys are sitting yeah. there without work for three days. They they just can't yeah. afford that right now. They've got to be going 100% or more. Yeah.
8: All right. Well, let me ask a few more questions, do a little research.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd be curious. I'd, I'd really be curious, and I'm going to check into that myself, too. I'm, I'll get a hold of Jay and see what he can uh, fill us in from viewpoint on that. I'm going to call him during the uh, news break here, see if I can get him out of bed or off the golf course, see if he can answer that. Stay tuned. We'll find out, Rick. Back after the news.
1: This is a podcast of the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin.
2: All right, before we do the big opening for the uh, last half hour of the show, I've got to get this stuff out here because I just spoke with uh, Jay Pearson from Viewpoint Windows and Doors regarding, Rick, your question about the high elevation stuff. Rick, I really hope you're still listening because I learned more in the last uh, three minutes talking with Jay about this stuff. Okay, here's, here's what's going on. When you were told about high elevation windows, Jay said that's nothing special. That's common. Any of us in the window industry know that, yes, there is a different window for high altitudes. What happens is many people take for granted that that's something that either everybody knows or there's no need to communicate that, so they just don't say anything about it. But he said, like here, anytime they send a window, let's say, to McCall in Valley County, um, they have to get a different window than if they were sending that same window to Meridian because the high-altitude glass is really a self-adjusting glass. It's very common, and what, it, what is going on is the high-altitude windows, higher-altitude windows, do not have any argon gas between the two pieces of of glass in a double-insulated window. You've always heard that. You say, oh, these windows have low-E glass and they're argon-filled. Okay, well, that works fine here in Boise, Emmett, Caldwell, Nampa, Mountain Home, Twin, anywhere down here. But for the higher altitudes, they can't do that because a sealed double insulated window when it goes up to a higher altitude, even 4,800 feet will suffer from that. It could break. So there is this breather tube that is installed into the window, like I mentioned. Jay said, though, you no longer have to pinch anything off or anything. It's just built into the window that allows that one-way transfer of air so that it doesn't um, doesn't break the glass or break the seal on that double insulated window, the, which could happen. So I said, well, without the argon, how do you make up the efficiency in that window? Because that's one of the things we want, because that adds to the efficiency of the window. And he says, well, there's another way. There's what's called an I-89 low E coating. And it's an extra coating of that on the inside of the outer piece of glass that is engineered into that higher altitude window so that it can be very efficient. So I think what this is and what he said is, this is one of those things that if you start getting into the explanation or the charts and all this with most people, they just glaze over and, uh uh-huh, uh, okay, just, just give me the window that works. But any window supplier or installer that's ordering windows, if they know that it's going up to the higher altitudes, it's just, it's just common that that's what you, that's what you order because that's just what you do. So, um, it sounds like Rick, the person that mentioned that to you was bringing that up just so that you knew that and they gave you part of the story. Um, so, yes, there would be more to learn there and see if that would be explained in the same fashion. And then probably something just worth double-checking with the other guys. You know, are are your windows okay to come up to this altitude? Oh, yeah, we ordered the high-altitude windows. Okay, good enough. Now you know what they are. So thank you to Jay at Viewpoint Windows and Doors. And, Rick, he offered that to you. If you wanted any second opinions or clarification of any technical details, uh, just call Jay at Viewpoint Windows and Doors. It may take him a day or two to get back to you with his uh, traveling schedule and in the hills and taking care of customers all over uh, Idaho here, but he will get you the information that you need. Just call him at Viewpoint Windows and Doors, and their number is on the HomeFix resource directory, which you can find at joprin.com. So thank you, Rick. Very, very good question, and I enjoyed learning about that this morning. Good to know. Good to know. See, every week, something. Every week, some little tidbit comes in. Now, I just got to hang on to that in my head for five years from now when that comes up again. All right. You ever do any water drilling? Tara, I'm sure you go out and do this all the time. You drill with water pressure, right?
7: Um, All the time, yes. All the time, yes. yes. You... Later today, yes. even.
2: Later today, you're going to want to put a piece of conduit underneath the sidewalk that goes up to your front door from your driveway because you want to run a low voltage wire under there. You want to run some drip irrigation. You want to run a sprinkler line. Uh, you want to, you want to, you want to. So
7: it's like I told you my plan. Yeah, exactly what I'm going to do.
2: Every now and then it may be necessary to get said electrical line, a piece of conduit, a sprinkler line under a sidewalk, maybe a a corner of a patio, maybe even a corner of a driveway or all the way under a driveway or something. Uh, Boring underneath sidewalks and driveways may not be part of every outdoor project, but it's nice to know that you have a low-cost solution that you could probably do yourself for this little challenge. All you need is uh, some equipment, some parts and pieces, and a little know-how, how to take on these projects where this horizontal uh, drilling, if you will, is involved. There's some companies that make specialty tools for this. Plumbers have these things, the people that run cable uh, internet services and all that. They all do this all the time. And there's stuff that you can rent to do this if you've got some big things to do. But let's talk about a little short distance, like just under a three or a four foot sidewalk. What's the best ways to do this and uh, overcome some obstacles like this when and put a piece of conduit or piping or tubing uh, underneath our sidewalk. Well, the first step to do is to evaluate the size of this project. That'll help you know what kind of equipment is best suited for your needs. And like we said, just a simple sidewalk or something, um, that's easily done with just a piece of PVC pipe, maybe around three quarters of an inch of diameter and a couple of fittings uh, that allow you to go from that piece of PVC pipe into a garden hose. Ah, we're going to use some water to help us do this. Kind of like placer mining or, uh, you know, where they spray the water and all the gold just shows up. Um, Larger projects, something like maybe, you know, 10 feet up to 30 feet or something even more. uh, That's where I would suggest you probably hire a professional that has the tools to do this because uh, we are using water underneath probably some concrete or a uh, that we don't want to have collapse on us later. This technique also works though. Let's say you had to go underneath a big tree rather than around a tree. You could dig down and then bore through underneath uh, through the root, root ball and put a piece of pipe through there and pop up on the other side if you had the equipment to do that. So Uh, To begin this process, let's gather up a few materials. Let's gather up our garden hose, a a piece of three-quarter inch PVC uh, water pipe and some fittings that will get us from that PVC pipe to the garden hose. We'll still have to put some primer and some glue and put these fittings together. Then we're going to dig a small starter trench on one side of this sidewalk, and that's so that we can lay that pipe down at the correct angle and depth that we want to start the bore because we can't make a curve or come up or force it up like that. So if you've got to go through a three-foot sidewalk, you're going to need a small trench on the one side of it that's probably at least that long, right? And maybe about six inches below the bottom of the concrete slab. That's what works about the best. That's down there where the Road base material is, or the soil that's underneath it. You don't want to try to skirt this right along the bottom of the, the concrete. We want to be down in the soil below that, uh, and that's why that depth of that trench is important. Because the deeper the trench, it'll help prevent the concrete from cracking uh, from its own weight, either immediately or later on. So you're going to start on one side of this and turn the water on, and it doesn't have to be blasting. There just needs to be some water coming out the other end and you're going to start pushing the end of that pipe into this puddle of water that you're creating. And as that water softens up the dirt, the water pressure is just going to kind of push it away, allowing that piece of pipe that you're pushing in to work its way under there. And you just keep feeding this pipe in inch by inch by inch. And yeah, you might hit a little rock there. So what do you do? Well, you just keep backing it, you know, back it out and in and out and pushing it and letting the water try to do some of the work, flushing some of the stuff around the sides of it. And hopefully you can just push that little rock or some of that road-based pebbles that, you know, they could be big, about the size of, you know, half, half a golf ball or something. You're just going to be pushing those to the side and then eventually you're going to work your way through to the other side and pop out on the other side where you can dig that up. And now you've got this piece of tubing that's in there, you can just leave that in there and cut off the fitting that you glued on the end, adapt that over, maybe tie that into your sprinkler system or use it as a piece of conduit if you're going to be feeding like a low voltage line through it. If it is going to be a higher voltage line of electrical that you're doing this with, obviously you'd want to use <coughs> actual the gray electrical conduit rather than a sprinkler tubing pipe that you would do for the, uh, the drilling process. Uh, A couple more things on that but let's hit our break this is your last chance if you've got a question for me today and I hope you do because it sure helps other people out when you do ask your questions look what we learned today look what we've talked about I learned what a barn dominium is I learned about high altitude windows today we talked about home inspections lumber legislation how to calculate board footage changing out uh, garbage disposals, painting metal sidings, warnings about changing our filters and cleaning off our air conditioners. That's a lot of stuff. What are you going to share with a listener when we come back? The number 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. The Home Fix
5: Show with Joe Prin will be right back. On News Talk KBOI, it's painting season and if you need a little help getting the job done, call the Painting Pro. Brian and his team are ready to help you to the finest exterior paint job your house has ever had. All the prep work, all the detail, all the attention to clean up and the proper materials all come shining through in a fresh new coat of paint from the Painting Pro. Styles change and perhaps your home is ready for some new colors. The Painting Pro will work with you to help you choose the best looking combinations for your house and your personal style. It's amazing what new paint can do for a house as well as for you and how you feel about it. Look around. Styles and colors are changing and if you're ready, so is the Painting Pro. Let's get this done. Call 208-378-4825 or visit PaintingPro.net to learn about the best paint job your home could hope to have. 208-378-2825 Four eight two five. That's 208-378-4825 or PaintingPro.net.
0: When summer heats up, your insulation goes to work to try to keep you cool. The amount and type of insulation will determine how successful this is. Can your home benefit from added or replaced insulation? Could your garage be more useful if it was insulated? Perhaps. Find out by making a call to Go Green Insulation at 208-912-0028. Go Green will look over your insulated spaces and determine what is needed and where. An accurate and complete quote will be prepared and presented for you to review. And then you can discuss with the insulation experts at Go Green just how this will make your home feel as well as potential energy cost savings you may achieve. Go Green Insulation is fully up to speed with all the latest energy code requirements and suggestions, whether your home is 80 years old or just a decade or two. Before it gets too deep into the season, call Go Green Insulation at 208-912-0028 or visit gogreeninsulation.com.
2: Perhaps now, more than ever, if you're looking to buy your next home, a visit with Terry Hefner and his team of mortgage professionals is critical. Market forces that used to change week to week are now changing hourly. You need information quick and it needs to be accurate. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage will work hard for you. Their goal is to create a positive loan experience and help you make the most informed decisions you can. Terry is a native Idahoan and has been assisting clients for over 30 years. The Hefner Group also helps first-time homebuyers achieve their dreams of home ownership. There's a lot of confusing information out there, so let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your mortgage. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. 208-599-8500. Terry Hefner, NMLS 95796 company NMLS 3274 guild mortgage is an equal housing lender
1: measure once cut once son
4: of a biscuit
1: oh swear once measure twice cut once ah you know the rest this is the home fix show with joe prin on news talk kboi
2: Water drilling like this can be it can be kind of fun. You could use a uh, a piece of metal conduit if you run into some tougher ground. You can also take and maybe use a smaller piece. Let's say you got a piece of half inch steel conduit, and with a couple fittings, if you get a little bit creative, maybe with some type of a clamp-on fitting on one end that gets you over to a half inch standard pipe thread. And then from that, you can go with a PVC fittings to a garden hose adapter. And yeah, you're going to spray water and maybe that conduit fitting wasn't designed to be waterproof, but it'll get you by for this one. Or you can wrap it all in duct tape or something or electrical tape. But with that metal, you could take and more pound your way through a stubborn area. And then perhaps when you get over to one side and you say, well, really, I need a one-inch piece of PVC on this thing. So maybe you have to attach something else to it and then pull it back through from the other direction. So maybe that little half-inch piece of metal conduit actually created a passageway for you that's a little bit bigger through the water erosion that you can now pull back a larger piece of tubing or... Plastic pipe or something, because you don't want to try to remove any more supportive material under the concrete than you absolutely have to uh, during this process. Um, This could go easier than you think. Uh, You might be pleasantly surprised, especially if your concrete was placed over a proper uh, base material. Um, Try to do this in between any expansion joints. So like if your sidewalk that we're using as an example has like a line, an expansion joint, uh, cut into it, say every four feet down the sidewalk, maybe try to bore in underneath in the middle of those expansion joints, not right on one of them, uh, because that could create, uh, some potential erosion problems later and a new crack in your sidewalk. Um, You could also try and attach on the other end of it just a piece of wiring or something if you want to pull that back through the tube or feed that through when you get there so that you can then pull another piece of material through the pipe. If you're only doing three or four feet, you can probably push a piece of wire through there, whether it's like cable internet or something. So if those guys are coming, you could do this ahead of them, but ask them if uh, they do that as part of their their process to do this. So uh, it could be a bigger piece of tubing so that you could run multiple things through there. Maybe you want to put in a one inch size piece of tube because you're going to run in maybe a drip line and a half inch sprinkler line or something. Now, for those of you that may be placing new concrete, a new driveway, a new patio, a new sidewalk, a new hot tub pad, anything like that. Maybe you're building a fire pit, something like that. Think ahead a little bit, and would it be worth it for you now to go get two 10-foot lengths of 3-inch black ABS pipe and a coupler and a couple caps or something and dig a trench and put this in now before you grade off all the road base and put the forms and put the concrete in? Mark the ends or put a little scratch mark in the patio that says, if I dig down here, I'm going to find this piece of tubing because in the future I may want to run a water line across there or some electrical conduit inside of this other thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, maybe put that pipe in ahead of time. Uh, let's go to Nampa, talk to Denny. Denny, we got about uh, two and a half minutes. How can we talk today?
9: Okay, Joe. I understand. The only thing I say improve on that, yep. they can get the, hyd- the hydro nozzles either at Grover's or get them at any of the big box stores so you're able to control your water pressure when you're going underneath the sidewalk or the driveway uh-huh. and allow, if there's base under there, you're going to be breaking your two, first two or three sometimes if there's a lot of rock and base underneath the driveway yeah. or yeah. sidewalk.
2: And you probably run into this a lot when you're doing – because you do, like, uh, low-voltage outdoor lighting and that. and Yes. Yeah, I'm sure you yes. have to run wires under sidewalks all the time, don't you, Danny?
9: Yeah, and the other thing I say, go back to what you are talking about, the ABS uh, piping. I've always – what I've done in the past is I stub it up. I put an elbow on there. I put either a cap – or I'll put an open coupler on there, and then I will take electrical tape or I will take uh, the plumber's tape, put that over it, yeah. uh, the gray tape, uh, duct tape, and that way it's marked. And I sometimes, depending on the customer, I will go ahead and leave a marking flag there so that they can find it, especially if they're going to have something done within the next six to eight weeks after I you know, put something like that in.
2: Right. It is because so that so way easy, yeah. Able to find it. Yeah, and it's so easy to do that at the right time rather than trying to do it afterwards. Have you ever yep. done any boring, uh, Denny? Have you ever done that yes. under like a uh, a hedge row or under a, a a tree ball or anything? Usually, the problem I have with tree balls is the roots
9: have already broken out from that, and then sometimes I've got to cut some of those roots in order to get the piping. Up around, yeah, and or I will use the flexible flex piping, uh, or some people call it funny pipe, yeah, in yeah. order to, to put my, my fitting together and then come on out on the other side. If I'm going to put on a sprinkler head, or I'm going to probably do low voltage wiring, so that way you're going to have something to go through there because you got to have flex. Those, those once those hey, Danny? three roots get in there established.
2: I got I to cut you off here. I do want to give people, uh, Denny has a, uh, an irrigation and low voltage business. Uh, I'm going to add Denny to our HomeFix resource directory so you can get in contact with him. Hey, thank you very much to everybody listening today. I will be back next week and expect you to be right here on News Talk KBOI. Renewable Energy Northwest starts the same way all the other PV companies start with a copy of your power bill. The big difference is this is their starting point. One customer asked them to improve their power costs. The review came up with these solutions: update the current HVAC system to an energy-efficient 21 SEER heat pump system for a 20% savings, install a solar thermal HVAC solution for heating water and assisting home heating for a 30% energy savings, insulation improvements for 10 more energy savings, identification of inefficient appliances to be retired or replaced for an additional 5% energy savings, and these options resulted in a 65% energy reduction in the home. Now the solar PV needs to only cover the remaining 35%. Renewable Energy Northwest has a solar solution for you. Call 208-577-6537 or look at renewableenergynwllc.com. Joe Prin here from the Home Fix Radio Show. And right now, many of you are probably thinking about a bathroom remodeling project. You've seen things on TV and in the magazines and on social media, but what really are the best products for you? Well, I would suggest you talk to the professionals at Custom Bath Solutions in Meridian to help guide you through this process. At Custom Bath Showroom in Meridian, you'll see locally manufactured best bath and custom marble shower products that eliminate the need to scrub grout, clean, and seal like your tile showers. They build showers specifically for you and can remodel your entire bathroom. Custom Bath Solutions offers products that are easy to access for safety and have custom options like a river rock floor and tile inlays in the walls. Visit Custom Bath at 480 East Franklin Road in Meridian or call them at 208-888-7561 to schedule a free in-home consultation. For bathroom remodeling, I recommend Custom Bath Solutions.